tired of these scenes For a blue coin Won't you bring back All those colors to my dreams Silver magic ships You carry Jumpers coke Sweet Mary Hey there, het cats and kittens. How's it going? <laughs> okay. Hare Krishna, folks. Let's get this show on the road. This is Lucha World, episode number 46. All right, you got it right. I actually got it right. <laughs> I got the name of the last, podcast last, right, too. Yeah, last show we had to do this like four or five times before you got it right. There's turning points in everybody's lives. And you and I had one recently in East L.A. Yeah. Changed your life. It totally changed my life. Totally. We got the jerseys of Volador Jr. They technically are jerseys because they're like made out of soccer or like like Lycra or something. And I got a very, I got a really special jersey because he only had one in that color left. Silence. Silence because... It's not recording? Our recorder, it's recording, but it's making very strange background noises. I I think it's some sort of... Uh, do you hear that? Of course you don't, because only I'm wearing the headphones. What's going on? There. I hope you folks are entertained by all this. <laughs> was it... Because we're the, not going to edit it out. Was it, the, uh, was it the headphones? It must be the headphones. You're probably hearing more like stuff from Feedback the outside. Of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna pertain. We're gonna pretain. Yeah, we're gonna pretain. <laughs> and pretend that... and pretain that there's a real static locomotive train just going by Walnut Kills, California. But I obtained a very special jersey because it was the last jersey that Volador Jr. had in that particular color. So. He stripped the jersey right off his chest. And, yes, he handed me his sweat-filled jersey, which I have yet to wash. You know what it reminded me of? Remember that commercial with me and Joe Green? Yes! When he tosses the jersey After at that the kid? gave him a coat. Yeah, that kind of reminded me of that. Absolutely. Yes, you were the kid. like. You were the kid, and the 30 bucks was the Coke. Yes, yes. <laughs> would have been cooler if you would have given I, him a Coke. <laughs> I threw him a Coke disguised as 
Yeah. Not just any. It was a thirty dollar bill. I thought it was going to give us a discount. <laughs> just yeah. Kidding. But since I had a thirty dollar bill, which almost nobody else has, yeah. it was a magic thirty dollar bill. And that way, since I throw, once I threw it at him, it didn't beat him in the head like a, a can or a bottle of coke would. It, yeah. it landed safely, but. Since it was his jersey, and since this is a very special time in America, obtaining that jersey in East Los Angeles, something very special happens. Because I possess the magic journey. Jersey. That too. (laughs) I possess the magic jersey worn by Volador Jr. the night he did battle and defeated El Mundo. Yes! Volador Jr. defeated the world. Boorish cap-wearing politician that you are, wash away the jaundiced washcloth that pollutes your sadly ungigged forehead, you Trumpian fool. Place yourself before the casinos you bankrupted. Pray to gain the toupee that blessed Wayne Newton with the humility of the Fosworthian poet, and know that Volador Jr. need only spin round his sweaty jersey thrice, and the great Ozamandian wall that festers in your mind will crumble into a red pile of crunch berries, which shall feed the philosophers' minds. Fill the children's minds with Dakota rings, all while the sickened farm animals chew the weathered leathery asses of the monosyllabic landlubbers who scream as they spit their last inconsequential seed, while squealing the banshee cry of the ignorant barnstormer. See, this is what I learned from meditating on the jersey that Volador Jr. handed me after doing battle with the world, and he won. He may look like Chris Kattan, but damn it, beat the world! I didn't get to tell him that. I know. And that would have been, that might have been the end of you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, might, you might see him, and I'll, I'll have you tell him, and I'll, I'll wait in the car. Yeah, yeah. I'll You'll be the getaway car. Hurry, Kurt, let's go. <laughs> Get out of East L.A. while we can. Sadly, he knows how to flip and do all these crazy dives. Exactly. So and super, probably find and if not Superboy and his entire family will remember what yeah. I said, and then they'll all kick up my probably ass. shouldn't bring this up anymore. Yeah, so we had a good time. It was actually well, it was a really, really good show. It was. We'll, uh, we'll talk about this after the other stuff. Yeah, the main news. There. There's some big news. Oh my God! Some real big news. This announced like in the last week. Mountains. A lot of news going on this last couple of days. All centers around CMLL and the 82nd anniversary show. Yeah, and this is even bigger because um, Tinebles Jr. is actually booking a three-way feud. Like for his upcoming full shows, yes, and it is CMLL related, right? Unless they get actually, they might get they might actually not be allowed to wrestle. One of the participants might not be allowed to wrestle on this show because I, I think some of those shows might have Ali Park on them or Dr. Wagner Jr. Um, but there's a triangle of death, mm-hmm. a three way match, Aluche versus El Guapito, oh, versus Caimonito, Caimonito, death match. Oh and we've God. all seen K Monito. He is on fire lately, like just attacking everybody. Oh, did you see his uh, his actions in the uh, Peste Negra match yeah, last Friday? I was glad when Hechicero kicked him in the head. That was time. sweet. I was so happy. I was like, get that bully. Now, is it right to call Hechicero and Cavernario and Casas a version of Peste Negra, or is that going too far? 
Well, none of them are like Mr. Niebla, so. <laughs> no, but is that? But are they an amazing trio? Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the three most charismatic people in yeah. the promotion today. You okay, so you don't so like Felino? <laughs> I love Felino actually. Actually, come to think of it, there's enough love to go around. Negro Casas could have two trios, each with a different name. Yeah, I, well, you know, it's so funny because when you're watching CMLL lately, like, Vidus was in that trio. He's in the regular trio with the Cancerberos. Yes. With Cancerbero and Raziel, which is a really good trio. And then he teamed up with his um, En Busca de Unidolo students. Yes. Which was a really good trio also. So all these guys can have, like, different groups of trios. Marco Corleone is in two trios. Um, Ingobernables and then um, his Buffet de la Mort. You could do an angle where members... Everybody should just have, like, two different trios. Like, they could just randomly team up with the group. Yeah, and at some point, and have Casas the other te- members of the trio fight over the captain. Casas like, technically has a third trio, too, with um, Felino's sons. I didn't even think of that. Puma and Tiger. Seriously, and Felino can team up with them, too. where everybody wants to fight over who Casas will be the team captain of. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh... But well, the big, big I mean, news, the even big bigger news. news. Yeah, okay, uh, as most people know, the main event, the main attraction is Atlantis versus La Sombra, Mask, mask versus match. Mask, and it looks like it's going to be a one match show as far as drawing the crowd. But the other big news is what could have been because both L.A. Park and Dr. Wagner Jr were brought in and it looks like they were kind of they were brought in like i think this the week that we did our last podcast yes because I, I remember we i think we brought it up just like we were shocked that they were coming back and that didn't what did it last two weeks <laughs> <laughs> it did not last very long and i i think we both knew it wasn't gonna last a long time but i did not expect it to just, just i thought fall apart right away i thought i thought they were just gonna stay till the anniversary because these two guys, these two guys are just not going to last that long. And I thought maybe LA Park might last a little longer. I did too. Just because Doctor Wagner Jr. I just there's too much in involved with him and CMLL. Where it's, he was there for so long that there's a lot of like bad. And yeah, there's enough bad blood where mm-hmm. you you can't talk bad about the guy. Like when you're part of that group for such a long time. Yeah. Whereas LA Park, he's been in and out all the time. It's not something he wasn't there that long. When he was there, he wasn't like a guy who was there like 10, 15 years, like Dr. Wagner Jr. Right. Was. Now, now in the thing that blows my mind is there was that first appearance by L.A. Park, Dr. Wagner. Which was a great match, too. A like, great match. Trios, and wild the match. The crowd heat was astounding. I mean, the place was on fire for them. Now, I didn't see the following week, but I heard that. The second was, show was great, too. Like, just a lot of heat. Crowd, place was pretty packed. And then L.A. Park had to ruin the whole thing when he, he grabbed cussed. the mic. And he said, he said before, before they cut the mic off on me, I wanna, I wanna tell everyone to go fuck their mothers. Chingan sus madres. Now, did they fire him right away, or did they find out? Well, the you next- know, the weird thing is like they, like, because they put the flyer right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I don't know if it's the night, at, like during the night or the next morning, mm-hmm. they posted the flyer for the for the following Friday show, which was going to be Familia Real, which right. is Alley Park. Super Park and Volador Jr. That's the name of the their family, the 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 Ibarra family mm-hmm. name, and um, that was like as we heard from Volador Jr. That was his dream. Mm-hmm. When that was announced, LA Park thanks CMLL, <laughs> and I should like I should just like find the the, the tweet where you thank CMLL for making a dream come true mm-hmm. and have, having them team up, and then like I think I think it might have been hours later they announced that he um, LA Park was pulled off the show. 
I was wondering if the next day that they got complaints that... It might have been Monday, too, because so, they usually wait till Monday to, like, announce stuff. I was wondering if they had gotten complaints the next day that uh, a lot of young men who attended uh, the car went and, <laughs> and made passes at their own mothers, and they mom said, who told you to do this? And he said, L.A. Park. It's so funny because everybody immediately blames CMLL, but I, I'm pretty sure it was the Claro Sports and some somebody else. There's always somebody who's going to be... Because you go to Lucha yeah. shows. Lucha shows, there's so much cursing at Lucha shows. That's like... L.A. Park saying that was... and I, you, Although they did say that L.A. Park was warned not to curse. Right, right. So, I mean, that too. I mean, he had some blame in it. I, I think I think we also talked about this. We, I think we also wondered, was there other shenanigans that he was doing that we don't know And about? there might have been. Apparently, there might have yeah. been a little more, like... I think he kind of like, and then you know it got it got worse when he started continually po- retweeting everybody's um, negative comments about CMLL, and him he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything at first. He was just like, no, contact them. They're the, the ones with the problem. And then he posted that picture of him um, as a little angel. He's on. He's <laughs> I didn't in, see that. He's in this lineup in this police right. lineup where everybody else else has guns, mm-hmm. and he's a little angel with a little with his bow and arrow. Oh, dear. Uh, near, in front of him and he's just like I didn't do it and then like when Dr. Wagner Jr. announced that he was gone he wasn't going to be there either um, he posted one with Dr. Wagner Jr. as the, as the little <laughs> angel now, but, I'd almost like to get that on well with Dr. Wagner Jr. what happened was he um, he called CML and told him he no longer had any interest in being part of this anniversary because right. it didn't serve his interests mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't have which you know, if you hear, if you've known Dr. Wagner Jr., like a lot of people got upset with CML, but if you know Dr. Wagner Jr., you've heard people talk about him. He's a bit of a diva. See, I'm, and that's not just right. that's not just me saying it. There's a lot of wrestlers who actually get oh, along with him that'll I say that, totally that about him. Totally agree because, to be honest, I was frustrated that they let L.A. Park go so quickly, but. When I heard about Wagner, I'm saying, eh, let him go. I mean, he's I, mean, I know he's a really good worker and stuff, but. I've I've heard of him well, you know, even headaches. even when you see his matches like when you were watching the match that they were having the trios match you could see when when Rush or Sombra when they would be with Wagner mm-hmm. Wagner would be posing playing to the crowd and Rush and Sombra would be like what well, what is what the fuck is he doing you know like thinking in their like what's going on why is he over there doing that and that's not which they didn't mind because yeah. I mean he was him and L.A. Park were the guys who were bringing in a, mm-hmm. the bigger crowd. And they're used to it. I mean, you're around these... You, you view these guys before you are as the stars. Right. So you, you have a little respect. Well, and even as infrequently as I've, you know, watched current Lucha, I, I've seen Dr. Wagner go on business for himself. In yeah, matches. yeah. I mean, that's kind of a... That's his trend. So when that's I heard about thing. him trying to pull this diva stuff, I figure maybe he was trying to barter, but whether he was or not, I wasn't really too upset when they said, take a hike. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. So Wagner really didn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. But Alec Park kept on going and going, retweeting, and they started talking about other stuff. Like he, he basically said he was upset that it was just because he cursed mm-hmm. that they took they they removed them off shows. So um, this past Monday, CMLL informed all the independent promoters that were booking CMLL talent that if they wanted to keep CMLL talent, they had to remove Alec Park and Dr. Wagner Jr. off shows. Or they would remove their talent mm-hmm. off their shows. So that's what they've been doing the last week. And I didn't even think until you just mentioned it that Claro Sports might have a hand in it. I mean, if you're if you're bankrolling something, you know, if you, if you you have something that's that's hinging on whether a TV network or whatever. But you know, they, it's like they're going to edit that out anyways. Like, yeah. Once they, 
I mean, on there they didn't edit it out because it was live, and they could have cut it off too. I mean, why? If they're if he's grabbing the mic and he's saying that, you could have cut it off. Yeah. Because you have like an eight second delay, I think. I'm pretty sure you, everything. Probably. I'm pretty sure that all that stuff has that. Yeah. I don't work in TV or anything, but. Um, yeah. So, L.A. Park and Dr. Wagner Jr. Um, are working, the Cara Lucha and um, Lucha Libre Boom shows mm-hmm. this week, which also had Rush and some other CML guys. Mm-hmm. While all the CML guys are off those shows, and now the line, um, Damien six 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 is replacing um, Rush on the Wednesday show, mm-hmm. which is on the I think that's the Carl Lucci show, and um, it's Damien six six six. I think it's L.A. Park and Pagano, mm-hmm. which is a a big drop off compared to oh, what yeah. it was with Rush. And then the following week, it's a trio's. Um, I think it's L.A. Park. Hijo de Alley Park, Pagan, all this Nicho and all this this mm-hmm. ma- this weird trios match. People who are generally indie folks. Yeah, yeah, indie folks. So it's like it's not as exciting. It's not at that and and so you have Alley Park saying how how come to this show, this is where the real badasses are gonna be and I'm like, dude, I mean <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to watch Pagano and um, Nietzsche Mio Nadio. Yeah, I'm picturing them, and then I picture Rush standing next to him. Yeah. Like, Which one of these guys is a badass? Uh... And you know, it's sad because that was really what was heating up the the independent scene. I mean, we were just talking to traumas, about, and Negro Navarro mm-hmm. were talking about how the CML guys and the AAA guys, too, working against indie guys was actually like drawing this a lot of people. Um, I should mention Dr. Wagner Jr. the week be- before. We're talking about him, like maybe he, him calling them and doing that, and being a diva. Um, the week prior to that, what was it? He worked um, the Friday, and the week after, he was on a show with AAA talent, mm-hmm. on an indie show with AAA talent. Right. And I would think he wouldn't. I don't think CML would really want him yeah. to be working with AAA talent. <laughs> I think that might have caused a little yes. bit more of the friction. I think that's where it kind of got to the point where I think they decided. They were gonna like black yeah. It sounds like it sounds like them. the hunch is right that there might have been a lot of little things that were pissing them off already. Yeah, and yeah. Their pro their school of thought was probably well. Let's hang on to the anniversary show, then we can cut them loose. And well, like Park, I think was more of a because they even said they would welcome him back. Remember that press release? They said yeah, they would welcome him so back. About and that was like fuck that, you, you're out. Yeah, yeah. You know what upsets me most about CMLL doing this? Mm-hmm. I think well, like if you're a casual fan or you're a new fan. You don't know the history of this, why they're not on the promotion or right. why, why they get rid of certain guys. Mm-hmm. But what upsets me most is like CML knew better. This was going to happen sooner or later. And they didn't, haven't yeah. built anybody. They haven't, they haven't really done anything. Like they have all these shows. They have all these like tournaments to create a new star. Mm-hmm. Where are all these new stars? They're not even on the card. Titan, I don't think is on the anniversary show. Bobby Zavala just won the En Busca de Nidolo. He's not on the show. But I know this has already been much to do with... Carbonario's not on the show. Yes, Carbonario. Echicero's not on the show. I mean, you got all these guys that you're trying to build. I mean, granted, they have some young talent on the show, but it's like all the stuff we complain about AAA with Triple Mania, Mm -hmm. because Triple Mania did a piss-poor job of, like, all their young talent. I mean... Yes. Like, I asked... Somebody asked me, because he was asking me about how... um, it seems like CMLL doesn't have as much young talent, future stars, mm-hmm. as AAA does. And I was kind of, like, mystified. Because, I mean, neither one of them has really developed their younger guys into superstars. Yeah. Actually, CMLL has done it more. Because, I mean, all their guys are technically main eventers. But none of them really are separated. Right. Nobody outside of La Sombra. Outside of La Sombra, because La Sombra's still young. But everybody else is kind of like main event, but they're kind of all like, uh, oh, they're all grouped Expendable. together. Yeah, they're all grouped together. Yeah. 
You know, you're going to have a Guadalajara main event, Titan Might main yeah. event that show with a bunch of other random dudes. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have Cover and I in another show main event with a bunch of other random dudes. And, so it's and like, in my mind, my pers- you know, personally, I think like Cavernario, Hechi Serra, they should be pushing these guys to... Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee, yes. Titan. Yes. They have a lot of good, great young talent. I mean, see... In, in fact, I just saw the match, uh, the where Cavernario won uh, the welterweight title from Titan. Really? That was awesome stuff. That was good. That was good. That, I mean... That's one of the match of the year candidates. Yes. Um, with AAA, I mean, they have Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., mm-hmm. who are really like the guys they should elevate, turn into stars, which they kind of have. But they haven't really gone all out because they keep adding like the Rey Mysterio. Well, yeah, and, and, they added a lot of like top just heavy me, guys. Who's been casually watching some AAA? It's they just seem like members of a, of a three man tag team more than who? somebody like like uh, Pentagon Jr. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it is. They look like stars in Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. and then yes, I think yes. people kind of confuse that with AAA because AAA. I mean, they have a lot of talent. Their undercard. I think they do a better job with their undercard, but also because. Yeah. They're not using the same guys over and over. Like, all you won't see, and it's not as often. Like with CMLL, you're having like the same match four or five times during the week, right? And you're probably seeing four of those shows. <laughs> you're only missing the, <laughs> yeah. the the. You're maybe missing two of the shows that do that, and it's like, dude, come on, you guys got to like freshen it up. But it's like the same guys. Whereas with AAA, they're and now they're bringing a lot of like the foreigners. They bring in foreigners right. too. Whereas CMLL doesn't bring in anybody like different. Just to make it seem, well, and, and that's what was so great about Ali Park and Doctor Wagner—they were so different. Yeah, I mean, it was this, different. It was a different thing. This really, yeah. this really had those two shows on fire that they were on. I, mean, I like how, really and, and you know, I thought it was funny because when they came in, everybody was saying how maybe a lot of new indie talent was going to come in mm-hmm. into CML, and now nobody's mentioning <laughs> that. But I think from from what Volador Junior kind of implied mm-hmm. when we were talking to him, I don't think they're like as into like the independent you have to be a cmll trained in cmll be in cmll to really be a on their show yeah to like, be on their show you shows. have to be family you have to be there like you yeah. can't just be a guy who like oh you're really good you should be in cmll no you have to well, actually be I there guess, I, I mean I, I try yeah i know a lot of people well especially wrestlers hate when i do this but i like to try to see things from the business's side and i guess if you're going to choose by somebody who might want to barter with different companies or pop in and pop out or have somebody who's a company person. you got to um, go with a company person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would do that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like it's hard to keep, like, tr- and look what happened with Dr. Wagner and Alley Park. That's going to end up happening every single time exactly. you do that. And exactly. It's, and, you know, you say that about CML, but it also happens with AAA. AAA always has these issues with Dr. Wagner, Alley Park, Hijo de Santo. They've had these issues with a lot of those guys. They probably have it more than and the trip it, CMLL guys. It would be fun to delve into the history because remember when, uh, when the wrestlers broke off from CML in the seventies and formed the UWA. I mean, that was a pretty bitter, bitter pill. Yeah. Uh, for CMLL, however, as UWA flourished, and I mean. If you look at some of those Quattro Camino shows, it looks like they were dominating the business a lot. Yeah. They were trading talent with each yeah, other. Yeah, there like, was, like, no problem. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to know the story behind that, like how that came about. Because now you don't see that, and that would actually that might actually help both promotions just because yes. there's guys in AAA who kind of could use going back to CMLL, like Averno. Yeah. And then there's guys, like, in CMLL who could really freshen up going to AAA, you know, like just... 
something different. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if the whole or independence, you know, independence. Although the independence, I mean, they're working. The guy, who's, the guy who runs Chilanga Mask is doing a great job with the the CMLL guys because he knows how to book. He know he's actually finding the top indie guys that might not be big names, but who can work well. Can work like he's bringing in guys from Monterey, like Kaifan, mm-hmm. who's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brought in other guys from other areas that have been really good. So they fit, they mesh well with the other guys in CMLL. Actually, mm-hmm. he's able to get them to work better, than, which <laughs> which is a mystery in itself. Well, but that's I, I think I think that's one of the rare talent, you know, the underestimated talents of bookers that people overlook is sometimes. Well, I think the prime example in this day and age is they talk about Paul Heyman, who could take somebody who nobody else can see that this guy's worth anything, but mm-hmm. he could he could figure out. No, if he has these limitations, but I if I put him in a program with this guy, this guy yeah. will know how to make him shine. I mean, the thing that the industry promoters we've come across, I, I don't think that even crosses our mind. Well, it's like when you watch the CML guys on their shows, it's like they basically do stick to the same pattern mm-hmm. of match. But then you see them out on other shows, like, holy shit, this guy's, like, Girl Maya Jr. is so much better. Yes, yes. Not in CML because when he works indies because he actually can do, like, he could work as a heel. He's a great heel, by the way. Like, I've never seen Guerrero really, Maya Jr. Like, you got to watch the match with um, Guerrero Maya Sr. The Chilanga Ooh, Master. Okay. You, you should just watch the entire Chilanga Master show. Like even, mm-hmm. like even, like I know a lot of people when they were telling me that they they skipped Pagano versus Trauma one. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed that match, and I'm not a Lucha Extrema, Extrema fan, right. Extreme Lucha fan. I actually enjoyed that match, and. It wasn't great, but it's like it wasn't that bad either. So well, it was good. Well, I mean, again, we talked about this in the last podcast. I love it when somebody can take somebody who usually doesn't shine and make that person yeah. look good. I think yeah. that's an art. And Pagano's itself. very limited. Like, mm-hmm. but I mean, he was able to like keep the match going and everything. Right. It worked well. Um, we should talk about the anniversary now. Yeah, let's let's, let's do it. Let's talk about let's talk, what let's, is let's, going to happen. What's going to happen? Well, the one match that we know is definitely going to happen is. Um, <laughs> The two matches that are definitely going to happen. We're talking about Atlantis, who, uh, from all accounts, is probably one of the most professional people in the business. Versus La Sombra. Yes. Who's actually the one of the more hated guys in, um, you know, by the fans. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was funny. They were doing um, CML Informa today. And the guy, um, Julio Cesar Rivera, asked La Sombra, um, are you worried that the fans are going to hate you more after... <laughs> Are you gonna? Are you worried that the fans are gonna hate you more if you take um, Atlantis's mask? And he and the somber looks at him and is like, "More? <laughs> really? <laughs> like they already hate me?" That sounds like a Cal Rudd yes, question. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Then they, he asked the same question to Atlantis. Like, no, they're not gonna hate me. Why would they hate oh me? Oh my god! Um, I, I mean, I love just the whole concept. I love how even a lot of the really smart fans didn't get it. How Rush and Somber were technicos. But people just wanted to kick their ass. And you know, it's so and weird. I just love how they played off it. It, it just... I don't know. Like, people keep constantly asking me if they're going to turn them Rudos. And I'm like, they don't have to. They're already Rudos. Like, they, yeah. it's, it's, they're, they're Rudo. They're and it's Rudos. almost they're a double not, slap in the face it's, of, it's, the, of the fans yes. to say, we're Technicos and we're spitting on you, yes. essentially. And it's like... I, you can't explain it. It's like people don't want you to explain it, and all this. There's no explanation. You can't That's just how it. it is. It works. People it's just working. hate them. It just they just hate them. Just go with yeah. that. It's one of the things in CMLL that has worked better than any angle in years. They were. Um, they've been showing um, on their shows. They've been talking to like the guys who've lost their mask to these two guys. Mm-hmm. So La Sombra, they've talked to Olimpico. 
Oh, how cool. Felino, Volador Jr. Mm-hmm. And again, Volador Jr. Like, is still pissed <laughs> about it. He said the same thing. Um, um, Felino keeps constantly saying that uh, for him, La Sombra is his idol. Mm-hmm. Because after he lost the mask to him, he made him into a bigger star. Because <laughs> ah, well, he became a main event. He technically became a main eventer because of that. Um, because of that feud and moving up because of that. And with um, with um, Atlantis, they brought in Tierra, Viento y Fuego. I remember when that match happened. Who later became Damiana Guerrero. Yeah. Um, they brought in Talisman, who is later Hijo de Gladiador. Yes. Who's like a pain in the ass, like old guy, like annoying. Wait, uh, the talisman or Ehud Gladiator? It's the same guy. <laughs> talisman? Yes. It's Berenstein, Arturo Berenstein. He's the same guy. I'm thinking of the talisman who was married to, um, what's her face? Talisman is the same guy, dude. Talisman Jr. <laughs> oh, Seriously, that's what I was thinking. Oh of. my god, no, I'm Talisman. And I have no the idea. Who was married to? The I have no idea who Talisman Jr. is. He was married to like the most talented, and I can't remember. Her Talisman. Talisman is the the Baron. He was like the the top guy back then. Um, and they brought in Mano Negra also, which was cool because he had the the glove and the mask. Yeah. But they, I don't even remember. That's who we lost. He dropped it to a left. Yeah. I in ninety four, ninety five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Viano. Viano, they didn't bring in Viano 3 because he was in AAA, working mm. AAA. And um, Ultimo Guerrero, but he couldn't make it to the show. But it's like, you're missing Ultimo Guerrero and Viano 3. I was like, those are like the two... I No disrespect to Talisman, Mano Negro, and um, and Tierra Viento y Fuego. But Ultimo Guerrero and uh, Viano 3 are like the two masks that... Well, big Viano mask. 3, that was the biggest match in... Although Mano Negro, Mano Negro is a big deal, yeah. too. I mean, I can't take that away from him. But... um. Yeah, they had them on, and they were asking all those guys who they thought would win, and they all kind of, like, the guys who lost to Atlantis were picking Sombra. And then um, some fan asked um, asked the three, why are you guys so bitter that you lost your mask to to um, to Atlantis? Why can't you guys just go for him because he's, mm-hmm. he's the better guy? Because they kept saying, like, oh, when they beat us, he was just a young punk, and, like, <laughs> he wasn't, and, and so... And Tierra Viento Fuego was like, he was never, and he's never been any good. Like, even now he's not good. Like, he's just being a dick about oh, it. Funny. But what I didn't realize was that Atlantis and La Sombra were probably watching in the crowd, in the audience, because they came in afterwards to do the show. And um, they had, um, they end up, they stopped asking them the question, and then Tierra Viento and Fuego is like, I don't care what, I don't care that guy said I was bitter. I am bitter. I'm pissed that he took my mask. And I hope Sombra takes his mask. That's great. <laughs> and he was just still playing it off. Like, That's awesome. He's like, and I'll bet my horse on, on it that Sombra's going to win the mask. Because that was, that was, wasn't that like late 80s, early 90s? Because they're still kayfabing. They're I love still, it. I love it. Whereas Volador Jr. and, and Felino and, and Olimpico were like a little more, Olimpico was funny because he said, He's like, I hope they both. I hope it ends in a draw, and they both have to unmask. <laughs> I like that he's, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I, like I, I don't. Better. He's like, he didn't care who won or anything. But it's funny if everybody is too diplomatic, and there's no kayfabe, and there's almost no tension in the mask. Like yeah. But he yeah. says, I wish both wrestlers best. Yeah. That kind of doesn't add any fire to. Now the Tierra Vente Fuego. If I remember right, wasn't that like a. That was like '89. Yeah, it was. A, oh, it was a tag match. It was a tag match where the where Satanico and Atlantis yes, versus yes. Um, Tierra Viento y Fuego, and so, I think the other one of the other Infernales might have been the other. Because it was might have been Massacre. Started wasn't it? watching Lucha on Galavision, and I remember just kind of being jazzed that I was going to see somebody get. Uh, they both passed away, right? Massacre and MS Uno, right? Yes, they did. both passed with, yeah, within a year because he got very tearful years? about it. He got very tearful about wow. it. Like, he got very like, yeah, my and he's like my former teammate, and he got very like, wow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's, 
that's a pretty big match. I mean, a lot of people like are saying, "Oh, we're not going to order the IP." You could order it on 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 online for the IP preview. People haven't heard it. I ordered mine. You did. I actually ordered mine. How was the process? You should probably Easy. tell us about it. Like, like what? not a glitch at PayPal? all. PayPal. Yep. Oh, you, they accept PayPal. PayPal yes. Oh, awesome! I am yeah. order, ordering it. That was my only concern. PayPal. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like using because what I hate is that because I think they write in Spanish, right? A part of it's in Spanish yes. or something. Well, no, no, actually, almost it's all of us in English. English, but so there's I like I think it's I think it I think I read the part where from CMLL mm-hmm. where they're pointing you to to it, yes. and they talk. And the problem with a lot of people in Mexico is they they still think with bank account. Yeah. <laughs> they still yes. come up with a bank. It's like I ain't gonna write my bank account PayPal information. PayPal seems like. It's almost like they picture PayPal as this evil uh, who, who, tool of the Illuminati. Who, who are they charging? Cling? Is it just Cling that they're charging it to? I, I don't remember. Oh, you didn't check. It was a, it was a single name, but I can't remember. Oh, Cling, probably. Um, or then there's Colonel Clang. Colonel Clang, Clang. Was it, the, I don't know if it's CML. Oh, General Clang. It wasn't CML, right? No, but General Clang was that. I'm oct- saying it's the company. That's, yeah, but General Clang was the octopus on the Felix the Cat cartoons. Yeah. Who. Uh, worked with the master cylinder, but that wasn't him. See, that's the only thing I was like wondering about how you, if, what they were going to accept as payment. Was it ten bucks exactly? It was ten bucks exactly. Yeah. There was no extra charges, and I was so prepared to write you and say no PayPal, no. And you should have told me it accepts PayPal. You actually, you already knew I was going to order it right away. Yeah, <laughs> of course, I bookmarked the site right because I know I forget where it is. L- on let the- me let me ask you. Like, let's just say it works. Yeah. We're not going with the, the if it doesn't work because it might not work. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, it sucks. And but that's kind of like the expectation for all I pay per views. Yes. If it works, we're going with it. It works mm-hmm. for ten bucks. Knowing L.A. Park and Doctor Wagner Jr. are not on the show, mm-hmm. it's just and you've gone through the whole thing. You went through the whole thing with Doctor Wagner and L.A. Park being removed. Sombra Atlantis for ten bucks. Worth it, right? Yeah, totally. That's what I said. I was Absolutely. like, dude, it's worth it. Like, why are you guys complaining? It's ten fucking dollars. And, and I mean, I, and, you know, are gonna, you gonna? I, I paid twenty, thirty bucks for the fucking Triple Mania I uh, paper uh, uh, exactly. paper, and it sucked ass. It sucked ass big time. I paid for that one show that didn't work. They gave me a refund. People are like complaining about, oh, Ali, I'm not gonna order it because of Ali Parker and Doctor Wagner and Junior. Is like, you weren't gonna order it before. Why are you worrying about it then? Because I mean, La Sombra and Atlantis. Versus Atlantis, that's a pretty big. That might be the last big mass match that in we see. In a long time, because I mean, there's Ooh, nobody. I mean, is there any other veteran who? I mean, next in line is Mr. Niebla. Let's okay. Let's assume. Yeah, and that's here, pretty. Yeah, and that <laughs> there's basically Dr. Wagner. That's that's your that's your in-house version of Dr. Wagner and Jr. It's and Ali Park. To think you could only count worse. more on Mr. Niebla than Dr. Wagner Jr. and Ali Park. Yeah, Be- absolutely. Like being in the promotion, um, and you know that's the other problem. It, but I, like, let's let's say like the only way I could see it continuing on is if Atlantis keeps his mask. Mm-hmm. Then you have the next big match, which would be Atlantis versus yeah. Rush, which would be the only other big match left. Yeah, because I mean La Sombra. Let's say La Sombra wins. Who's right. his next opponent in a mask match? Maybe Mephisto, which would actually be not that bad. But I mean, I mean his they, mask. They although his mask is really cool, though. <laughs> his mask his is really mask cool. Is cool. I mean, I. I mean, it's not going to be one of these legendary mask battles, but I could, if they played it right, I could see them garnering enough interest. It wouldn't be the greatest. You know what I would do is like I would do a trios but... feud, like a year long trios feud. Mm-hmm. The only problem is Luciferno's not that at that level. Mm-hmm. You could do like a trios like Ingo Bernablis or oh, that some other trio versus like another, like I'm I'm just using Jose Infiernos because they all have mask. And that could be like a triple mask versus triple like the hair and mask. Yeah, I was gonna say if you could. Would it be bad? And if you could 
if you could push they're not very creative that's the other problem they're not yeah, very creative yeah. about that stuff it's always that one mass man and you know like they have title belts they don't really use <laughs> it's like remember <laughs> in the old days that used to headline shows in the past and draw well and I love, now they and, don't and I, don't, I don't know if this would work now um, but I loved I loved like when the Brasos would have a title defense it was a big deal yeah I mean the crowd would be chanting the Brasso name and plus I loved how when it was a title match the Rudos would drop the Rudo, and they would actually wrestle like technical. A clean, yeah, a clean technical match. Some of those were great matches. Well, in fact, uh, that Cavernario-Titan match that I saw, I was a little surprised because, uh, I, I mean, he was a Rudo, but they did a lot more technical wrestling than mm-hmm. I've seen in a lot of title matches lately. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it, they're going to run out and of... And it seemed to get over, too. They're just, it just worries me because they're running out of big masks. Well, they're going to have to start elevating some guys. So and that's like five the thing, like, years. I could see, like, maybe, like, in five years, Dragon Lee versus La Sombra, mm-hmm. if that's yeah. still a plan. Because, I mean, that would be huge. Mystico, that's, that's the guy that they kind of want to build up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the guy's always hurt. The and guy's always, and he's not that good either. I mean, no, even, no. They're, they're hiding him in trios matches basically right now. And I felt bad for him for day one because how do you live up to that when you're that green? I mean, it's not like he sucks, but you could tell. He got, he's gotten worse because of the injuries, but he's not awful. Well, well the motorcycle wreck, wasn't that like yeah. a, 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 that was a pretty serious break, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, I, you just don't come back from that. Yeah, and you don't really, like, you, you're never going to be able to, like be 100% because you're always thinking of that injury right. and then the shoulder injury is constant that's like I think that's just something Jeez. that he, he had a trios match where he actually had to leave the match for like a couple of minutes just to get a re, to place get it place, pulled back yeah in. pulled back that in. always freaks me out I know it's done all the time but uh, yeah. it always freaks me out when they pull the shoulder back in just... yeah I just I just wonder about that because I like for, for for 10 bucks Atlantis versus the Sombra yeah. I figured that was worth it and you know my feeling is I so the rest view, of the cards are kind of like yeah you're yeah like, I'm kind of I'm I'm not getting my hopes too much up too much because I pay per view I know there's glitches it's still kind of a new thing so you know I kind of have something alternative planned to do in the next room or something yeah uh, if it doesn't you'll just leave it on and if you hear yeah, the noise you hear the noise you'll just run back to the room and say oh it's on Atlantis he's wrestling <laughs> oh one two uh, wait it's off it's well off, you know yeah. the good thing is like like with CML their anniversary shows in the past like. The, the glitch, there's a glitch early on, mm-hmm. but the rest of the show usually airs, airs fine. It's yeah. not, there hasn't been any issues. By the way, except for the very, very initial few minutes, uh, the last show, the, the last show on Friday night, that came off without a hitch. Yeah, the Puebla show, the same thing. And actually, the Puebla show never has any, like, very, like, it'll have what? glitches at certain points because I think it slows down or something, but it's like, I haven't had issues. I, I, I don't know if I'm just seeing this with rose-colored glasses, but it seems like the general quality overall is better than when it was on Terra. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It still has that issue where it like di- dips from quality, which I really hate. Yeah, but not nearly as... But it just does it like yeah. suddenly. It's like, oh, I hate this. But it's like... I mean, the resolution the, just looks... Yeah, it looks it just like a little blurry, but it's yeah. like it still comes back to like a- HD quality, which is amazing. But it's yes. like... And, and, you know, it's like, as Lucha fans, I think we're kind of used to that stuff because we've, we've seen bad quality footage. Yeah, I think the older fans kind of are used to it. Yeah, and there's better Younger things, people are kind better of Better things to get pissed off about than 
a glitch. <laughs> I think the big, I think the thing I complain most about is like when it buffers and stops. Then that's when you're. That's like, not fun. Yeah, that's the. That's, that's not. Fun. But if it's just the quality. And my feeling somehow. is if the IP preview doesn't come off, come off. Yeah, we'll hear the results, but we can still see it at a yeah. later time. You, know? you could always refund it. Get a refund. Yeah, exactly. Although I don't know if they're going to give you. Uh, that was. Well, a, we'll have to do. That something. was the weird thing. One of the AAA IP previews, mm-hmm. they were giving you. Um, they did. The, the one that didn't work, they gave a refund. Mm-hmm. But then there was another one where they wrote, um, the company wrote, if you if the if you get fifteen percent of the show, you don't get a refund. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, fifteen percent of the show, what the fuck? You know? That's weird. That's, weird. <laughs> That's like what? Like you get like uh, the Vianos versus Psycho <laughs> Circus, and then the rest of it, you miss you miss all the, the entire show. They should have given people an extra thirty bucks in addition to the refund for that match. To be yeah. honest. Um, um, but I mean, at least that show they switched over. I think from that point, I think when I think people must have seen that and they kind of noticed. I think AAA might have noticed it, mm-hmm. so they switched providers afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still they they still have issues. Yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah. That Friday show. I mean, I, you know, don't want to go over it match by match, but I gotta say. Well, we're still doing the anniversary show, you know. <laughs> we're still doing the anniversary. I know right we are, now. but I just want to briefly mention that last Friday show. That was one of the most fun nights I had watching an entire wrestling. And it didn't show. have and it didn't have Dr. Wagner Jr. and Alley Park. The match. The last were, two matches were kind of bad, though. But, but they were. They I were, mean, they weren't bad. They're were just okay. They were. They were mainly the purpose of selling. Yeah. The, the first four matches were great. Those were great matches, yeah. and I loved it. There weren't a jillion near falls. It was very straight, clean pins. Uh, when Blue Panther submitted the virus, just did you end up watching that? Yes. Because I wasn't sure if you watched it. I watched the whole show. Oh, okay. I I, I loved the whole show. That yeah. was just a great show. That match was great. The Blue Panther virus match wasn't that good. That was great. That was really good. And and uh, you know and Mark Cole and I have very publicly stated we're the total nerd marks for the trio of Negro Casas. Barbaro Cavernario and Ray Hechicero. Three pick- of the most. This is lightning in a bottle, triple strength. The most mm-hmm. charismatic guys in the promotion. Uh, the only the only way you could get better is if somehow Russian Stomper got in. <laughs> but but you- seriously, you have some just amazing folks in the biz right now. In Who are you promotion. picking from Ali Park uh, from La Sombra? <laughs> <laughs> from La Sombra and Atlantis. You keep switching all this stuff. I'm like confused now. It would be from sh- La Sombra uh, and Atlantis. Who do you have? I mean, I mean, on now Ali Park could win. <laughs> <laughs> Half of me was 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 thinking that there's an Eric Bischoff wannabe in the promotion. Who has L.A. Park waiting in the dressing room? Say, "Ooh, okay, run out now! You're gonna." Well, you know, people were actually asking if that was a work. Um, Super mm-hmm. Park, uh, Super Park on um, um, Rebel Banda, who's the brother of yes. um, L.A. Park. They um, they were on a show, and um, him and Volador Jr. They were being asked what they thought about L.A. Park being removed from the show, and mm-hmm. and um, they didn't want to answer first. But then Super Park said, "Well, I didn't even. I thought it was like I thought it was a work." Mm-hmm. I thought it was him and the promotion just like playing something off. Yeah, we're doing wow. the work, and he's like, he's like, but when I found out that it was real, it's like, what can you say? I mean, can't really make yeah, it. Yeah, I gotta say, anything. I feel bad for that guy. Yeah, I feel bad because I'm sure, even though no fault of his own, he must feel in the middle of everything. Yeah, because Volador Junior. set in CMLL, so I yeah, mean, and you feel bad for him, but it's like it's worse for Super Park because yeah. he was thinking, oh, this uh, as a trio versus Ingo Bernables would have been like a hot feud maybe like keep us a little longer but no and actually it makes me a little more pissed off about LA Park now because it's like but that's the way he is he is but your own, that's your own family yeah I mean 
much. You would think he would have like apologized or something. Like, yeah, hey, you know what? I won't say anything. At Twitter, I'm. You know, I've been more present on Twitter. Lately. Yeah, I'm really scared because Twitter just brings out the stupid in people. Yeah, it's like they have. I've been reading your account. That's what that's, I've noticed. <laughs> just yeah. <kidding>. So, ah! <laughs> well, now you see how I bring out the no, stupid it's, in it's, me. It's just. Some well, of the, yeah, you know, people like, don't think, and they think somehow it's going to dissipate into thin air when everything people can find anything you've ever said on Twitter. It's and you know what's worse? It. They can find like like it, like stuff you said maybe like three or four years ago. Yes, it's yes. Like, who the fuck is wasting their time looking for this stuff that you said three or four There's years ago? Super sleuths in there somewhere yeah. who uh, you know. I I don't look forward to people revealing stuff I said five years ago on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, that's why every time I, I punch a button and put something on Twitter, I get worried. Wait a minute, am I going to be typing something I'm going to regret even though I don't think I'm regretting it right now? Because I, I, I mean, and we've known this even from local indie wrestlers who who have put stuff on Twitter that cost them their jobs because they just... And that was Facebook. That was Facebook. I thought it was Twitter. Twitter, no. Who you talking about the girl? Yeah. That was Facebook. Nikki. That was Facebook. Oh, I thought it was Twitter. Okay. Yeah, that's Facebook. I stand correct. Because okay, she well, closed her. Remember, she closed. She like turned it into a private account, oh, or something. Like okay, she only yeah. kept certain friends. Then yeah. she had it opened another, like she opened a fan page or something. Yeah, but no, it, it just it just seems like so many people. And I, I'm I'm scared that it's more of like a disease of some kind that I'm gonna uh, um, type into Twitter, like you know, hey, that's why you. That's, I'm working for a nitty promotion. I hope they go fuck their mothers tomorrow. I really hope they do. That's why I want to fuck. That's why mothers. I write so many. Like that's why I recap CML and Forma so it can hide all the all the other stuff. <laughs> people are like people are too busy reading about Mano Negra's thoughts on uh, on who his favorite opponent was. Actually, I, the one that I enjoyed was um, El Halcon. Mm-hmm. Halcon was talking about and they asked him who his favorite opponent was, and it was Harley Race. Really? That was his favorite opponent. He said that was his that was his toughest opponent and his favorite opponent. Oh my gosh! It's like Harley Race, and then the guy's like, "Wow!" Well, the other guy's like, I'd love to know more." The other guy being an expert. Oh, Harley Race, isn't he British? And, what? And, and Hakon's like, Hakon's like, no, he's American. He's dumbass. I'm like, dude, you're fucking. But like I said, there's I, a lot of people who are experts of just one particular. Right, right. Well, well, it's it's like style. I wish I wish Gordon Soley were still alive so you do a talk show with this. Uh, Announcer, uh, where the guy says, "Oh, we're gonna go to Britain, where Harley Race is wrestling Don Karras <laughs> and the White Panther." Remember, or Tatsumi Fujinami? Remember the pro wrestling? It was a pro wrestling illustrated the show that Gordon Soli hosted. Pro wrestling TV this week. This week, and and every Japanese wrestler in black trunks was Tatsumi Fujinami. <laughs> yes. Shiro Koshinaka was Tatsumi Fujinami. I remember. <laughs> Like, dude, what the fuck is that? They look nothing alike. I the guy know, has a beard and a must. Like, actually, he didn't have a beard back then. He was, um, he just had the white pants. That's right. And I remember I, I watched that. Tatsumi Fujinami never uses his ass in offense. Remember he would do the butt, the butt bump or whatever that spot was called. You know, it, yeah. I remember, I remember when I would uh, bring that up. People get really defensive about Soli saying, "Well, he doesn't have any trans- translation or anything." Like, How the fuck do you need but, translators for it? You're like- selling yourself as an educated guy, an educated sports analyst would find somebody who could translate. Yeah, this. yeah. I mean, you don't just. But now that we've been around the business, we kind of know that's not true. Because yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people exactly. who, who are announcers and. Who like consider themselves experts who don't know shit? <laughs> it's like no, it's true. It's, and it's true. like it's just the more it's, they try to make themselves yeah, they try to make themselves look, sound more like smarter than you. And that's the one thing I always hate. Like when and one of the reasons I don't talk to a lot of people at wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. Like if I talk to you, you're like in. 
Yeah. But it's like, I just can't, like, because they always try to, like, act like they know more than I do or something, and it's like, uh. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, yeah. like, I'm actually thankful for when I make a stupid obver- observation or a mistake one wrestler for another because it keeps me humble. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, there's me always going to be somebody. You have to respect the person that's going to know more than you. Like, yeah. like, you don't go to an indie show and, and act like you know more than Superboy mm-hmm. about local wrestling because Superboy is going to know everything about exactly, local wrestling. Exactly. Now, if, if Superboy and I are together and we're talking about Mexico and CMLL, maybe two years ago I would have known more than he does. Mm-hmm. And I probably do because... He doesn't, he doesn't watch it as much. Because, I mean, he didn't know Jeremiah Jr., who Jeremiah Jr. was. Yes. And he would tell you that. Yeah. But, like, if it's local, he would know more. If it's something outside of the, 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 the realm actually, of his world, he would actually, I mean, like... he grew up on the yeah, so it's like, and that's what he knows. So it's like, it's, or, like, even stuff from the past, he would probably know more than I would. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, how would I remember all that stuff? <laughs> you would know more about the past, too. Like, Also, who are you picking, Atlantis or La Sombra? Uh, Sombra. I mean, Sombra. there is there. I'm starting to get worried. I do think they. Rob, Robbie Hari kind of. He's the only one that went out on the limb and picked Atlantis to win. Well, I don't. And I'm starting to think. <laughs> I don't think it's out of the realm of the possibility. I mean, I I really look back at the Blue Panther Viano match. But you know, I know Robbie Hari. If he's listening, he's not going to say I told you so or anything to anyone. He's not because no, he's, cool. he's Canadian. Canadians. The first thing we know about Canadians are all good. <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't like to like they don't like to show off brag or anything right and I know Rob's not going to do that absolutely not <laughs> he hears the show he's like what <laughs> no I, I can't I, do this now well here's the thing I, I my I one remember, shining moment guys come on I remember the surprise of uh, Blue Panther yeah. losing his mask and I thought that was so smart of them especially since CMLL didn't do anything that kind of raised your eyebrows in a while and uh but people I, got pissed about that too. But I mean, I I thought it was great because because now whenever there's a match where it looks like it's a, a no-brainer, who's going to drop their mask? You're thinking, well, because that's something that is as many goofy things as the Michael Bell promotion. My <laughs> <laughs> phone's buzzing at me. Okay. Um, you know, it, you know, there's a lot of realistic dumb things that the Michael Bell promotion did, but. They also did some really clever things where you could see a formula when the job the jobbers just didn't get squashed on TV. They would have their comebacks before getting beaten. There's a pattern to it. It didn't take long for somebody to smarten up. However, every now and then, the jobber would come out on top, even above a name opponent, and it would be a big shocker. They wouldn't do it every week. Yeah, maybe yeah. like every fourth month, maybe. And uh, I thought that was so smart because... I even remember uh, the second live match I ever went to, Gordon and Goliath were wrestling Tony Rocco and La Pantera Negra. And they were both people, uh, they weren't jobbers, but they were kind of mid-carders. And when they were making the big comeback on Gordon and Goliath, my friends and I were getting excited, and we kind of knew uh, they are going to get their butts kicked. But we knew sometimes... Uh, the promotion would put over the underlings just to keep people thinking. Yeah. And... I, I, I'm worried just because um, they've been like showing like videos where it's mm-hmm. ma- mostly La Sombra, like all the all his like best moments, mm-hmm. like when he started when he was first started as um, Briante. Okay, yeah. And all this other stuff, maybe because they don't have the footage for um, Atlantis, which I don't know I why they, they wouldn't. Would, though. Yeah. Well, you know they showed the Viano three match, mm-hmm. and they were using video quality that's like, like it, they came, they got it off my off my um, DVD. <laughs> do you think it had to do with? I'm guessing they got that was a pay per view. Basically, basically the what I'm saying is they got the the what I got 
there's about five people that got the original, like the copy from the the guy from the original source. Yeah. And then they got the copy off the somebody who bought it off of us or traded. Right, right. I, I wonder if okay, because because it just looks weird. Because I could tell. I mean, when you're when you're watching a lot of video, you could tell the quality of the video. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like you could tell the generation stuff, and I could tell it's a copy of I like the copy. If for some reason, because which is weird, I would think they would have it. Yeah, the, the only thing I could think is They're it just was lame. a pay per view, so I wonder if it wasn't under Galavision or whatever. Yeah, maybe they don't. Maybe they just have the copy of yeah. it. Yeah, I mean that's all. Like that's the most sense I could make. Something yeah, like that. That's just weird. I, I mean, I mean, if they were gonna have Atlantis hold onto his mask, I think that would be their hope for being able to squeeze another. Another. That's the only way. Yeah. That's the only thing I would think because they, they. That's Sombra. I would think they wouldn't want to have lose. They don't want to have it be. Ultima um, Volador Jr., Ultima Girl, Atlantis, Vol, um, and then Sombra. Right. Four in a row. Because you need La Sombra as that, the guy who's the next big star to face like guys like Dragon Lee. And you know, Sombra, the next group that of guys. Mask makes Mascara him. Dorada, if he ever comes, if he's going mean, to. He does, he is coming back. He is. What, he's what, already said he's coming back. Yeah, he, uh, he's the one who's in he's Japan. He's in Japan right now. He's going to be in. He's coming back after Fantastic Mania. I heard he was winding it up, but I thought. Fantastic Mania. Okay. In January. Because uh, what he's what's going to happen is he's going to go back to the Mexico and then the guy who's in Japan, the guy who's in J- Mexico right now, Kamatachi, mm-hmm. goes to Japan. Oh, okay. I think they're starting to do a trade-off type of deal. I think I'm I'm not sure if that's what they're doing. That's cool, and just little bits and pieces, yeah, not like a whole. Because Mascara Dorado, although you would think Mascara Dorado would come back to Mexico as a star, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you think New J- if you think CML booked them poorly. New Japan has done an oh, even God. worse job. I, I I used to get so frustrated, and I I I love how everybody's like he's going to be a star in, in New Japan, and it's like no, they're just using him the same way CMLL used him. Yeah, they really. Well, I used to anything. get frustrated when I first started watching Japan wrestling. That was in 1983, and uh, the only two reasons they had bringing wrestlers from Mexico, at least in from the tapes I saw, were. Fujinami, right? Uh, Fujinami were to put uh, Satoru Sayama over. Yeah. And then they'd bring somebody like Pero Aguayo and Kinect, and he was, they were practically jobbers. It was mm. like a, the only... Like the, tours. Like when, when they would have tours and it was like the tag tournament. The Mexican yes. team was always like the team yes. that never really won. The only, the only <laughs> Mexican stars they put over were Dos Cars and Mil Moscow. Yeah. And that was all Japan, yeah. Ones. Yeah, that was... That, Good point too. Yeah. See, this is the Baba. I Baba. Baba is a lot better <laughs> booking. Oh, I agree. Baba was, I think, just better. Yeah. Uh, I thought he's. But even there, Mil Masker, and those cars were not like the Funks or like Tenryu and Saruta. They weren't. But they uh, were well, very. Mosker, yeah. they, the way he booked them, he turned them. They became stars. They became oh, like yeah, a. Yeah. Since, and Masker's as an individual, huge stars. Yeah. Strong. I mean, yeah. His, they they his weren't. Program with the Destroyer yeah. was legendary. I yeah. Mean, I and I I uh. You know, I didn't know about the story about when the Exoticos went there. I mean, in, I think it was... That was 90, New Japan. New Japan, yeah, in 92. And I knew right away, that especially was being Exoticos, they were... Late saying, 80s, wasn't it? I think it was early 90s, I No, late say. 80s. Oh, we'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm But right. I did... I do have, like, every New Japan classic show ever. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. <laughs> Everybody's nodding off Fredo's right. Oh, okay, he has, so he has the video. You, people are, yeah, okay, uh... Oh, Screw I, you, people. You know what? I put my email at the beginning of the show. Uh, Liger, L-Y-G-E-R, at AOL.com. 
what should Fredo and I wager on this? Uh, it was late eighties because it was Bayo Greco and um, Sergio Lemoso. No, was I like was thinking the other exotic. Oh yeah, no, you're right about that. But uh, the exoticos, I was thinking it was was Pimpy Rudy Reina. Um, they weren't in Pimpy, Japan, yes, they were. or were they? Yeah, and because I remember when they went there, I figured, oh, sneak, they're doing a tour, but they're gonna get squashed because. They're from Mexico, and two, they're exoticos. I guess we're going to find out now if they were even in New Japan. Now, that's going to freak me out, I wasn't even, like, I wasn't... Uh, I don't take, remember them being in New Japan. Yeah, I wasn't even taking any... They might have been in openers and stuff like that, and I don't remember. See, that's... Yeah, that's and what I'm guessing that's, be. I'm guessing that's what you're... Well, then, um, when Rudy Reina passed away, I was reading uh, Meltzer's bio of him, and I didn't know that Rene Guajardo was the one who trained Reina. Oh, you mean the Dave, the, 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 the bio that Dave Meltzer yes. stole from me? Yes. <laughs> you hear that, Dave? we got to get a feud with the two of you. I think yeah. we could have some fun with that. It wouldn't work. We're too like, we're, we're, we're we would, I, we would forget about it right, rather eat quickly. You yeah. Know? Well, we got to get you guys on drugs or something. Yeah, we we got to get you guys taking hallucinatory stuff, you know? But he did steal that. I mean, I'm not even like making that up. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like when I was reading, I'm like, dude, why not just ask me like for it or something? Cause nobody else yeah. wrote, nobody else wrote a bio. That's amazing. And that's what I was like. I was like nobody wrote about Rudy Reina and I yeah. I found that interview and I just well, copied I, to, the, I, I just plead, I just plead ignorance because I didn't know that you supplied it but I I didn't supply it no no but I but, somebody like cleaned it off me and sent okay. it to Meltzer well and that person probably tried to take credit for it too yeah. <laughs> I don't know well because I noticed he doesn't give thanks to people in the newsletter as often he still does there. sometimes after the results, he used to thank everybody who sent yeah. stuff in. But I know he doesn't do that. I wonder if there has been some shit storms of people. Because he did that in the. He does that. He, he does that like once every like three months. He used to do it every week. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Um, Maybe he got tired of remembering everybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fuck these guys. Well, with all the work he does, his mind must be exhausted. Yeah. Uh, I did. I, did I like how we're just randomly talking about all this other stuff, and it's like not even the anniversary anymore. I know uh, that's because we're stream of consciousness, and the stuff we think of is is a lot more. Fascinating. This is going to end up being one of these shows where we regret. No, 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 no. We okay. regret calling okay. out people. Think, think about think about. There's a lot of podcasts there. You know how we said how much we liked last Friday's show. Yeah. How many podcasts would go ever over every single match, move for move? You know. I mean, that's why I think the stream of consciousness we do is a lot more interesting. Who would want to do that? I mean, I can't remember. Many people goes. would. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, but Is this going to come back to Atlantis and La Sombra? Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to come full circle. Six degrees yeah. of separation. Uh, Somehow you went to Exoticos. Yeah. Me being, upset, me being upset at, at Dave Meltzer for stealing my Rudy <laughs> We have to re-listen to this and, and somehow... Uh, there's a good short story. No, there's, yeah. there's a good novel like, here. People are going to like send me emails and Twitter messages telling me that's not true and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, dude, I know my, I know what I write. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think you, well, you know, the, like I said, I didn't know about Guajardo training him. Yeah. Guajardo pretty much saying you're gay, they're going to want to kick your ass. So Guajardo taught him how to kick ass. One, that put, I already dug Rene Guajardo, but now he gets mega points in my book. That guy's cool. And two, I didn't know that uh, when the Exoticos went to Japan, that uh, was a Kanemoto? I can't remember. Uh, was now getting, I remember what yeah, you're getting talking smart. about. <laughs> yeah, getting smart. Yeah. 
See, yeah. I knew I was yeah. right. I was like, okay, but, now but, I remember. But, uh, he tried to get smart with Pimpy, and then I guess Reina was the one who went in and just just smacked one of the other Japanese wrestlers yeah. around, and they stopped messing with the Exoticos. And I, because I only saw the Rudy Reina who was yeah, because they would split up between the they would only work maybe like a one or two New Japan shows or something. Yes. Yes. But they always work the UWF and all that other stuff, all those indie shows that they. they yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, okay, we're but, we're good. We're good. <laughs> see, don't you love that yeah. we talk this out? Yes. And kind we, of see, that's what would happen with Meltzer. We'd be like full stream of conference. and then we'd end up talking about roller derby or something. Let's, oh, 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 we'll do a three-hour podcast with, with Meltzer on roller derby. Yeah, roller derby, and then we're gonna go. It'll back. be like Slam and Stand, where I just sit in the yeah, corner. No, 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 no. I'm gonna get mischievous, and I'm gonna get it into. Uh, lucha history and you're you and he are going to go toe to toe i'm going to pay i'm going to charge this is going to be an i pay per view this is going to be a, a, a one of those um paid podcasts yes yes either you send me uh, a wrestler's jersey or a coke and that's the payment for the i pay per view uh but um when i read that story i, I just started searching to see if I could find any old Rudy Reyna footage, because the only stuff I saw him was when he was a lot older. And yeah, the UWA show. Yeah, he like. couldn't really do as much as he did. And I just found a small, a short clip of him in a six-man tag at uh, Quattro Camino in the early 80s. And that fucker could go. I mean, I just saw him taking bumps and doing it. That's, I mean, this guy looked like he was a badass. And that's, that's like the difference between like Japanese wrestling and Lucha Libre. It's like... Mm -hmm. You have a lot of, like, the Japanese have a lot of footage from that. You know, it's not, mm -hmm. maybe not as much as people would want. Right. But you have enough of the main names. Yes. Like, Ricky Dosan, you have, like, a lot of, like, even he has, like, there's enough deep footage where you know he what he was like. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Lucha, it's like, oh, you got to watch the, the five-minute clips. Yes. You have to build up yes. a five-minute clip from movies. Of exactly. of, or of Carbonario Galindo. Yes. And it's like, that's all you're getting. It's like, you can't really tell what what these guys were like until and that's why when you talk to the people it's like that's how you find out and then you have to go through the bullshit because some of the people are like bullshitting you because they're telling you based off exactly. their fond memories of who everybody was and it's like yeah absolutely and that's what frustrates me because Mexico has all that footage but they release it in snippets and, yeah and uh, I don't know if I and that's what's so great about talking to like Negro Casas Negro Navarro yes because yes. these guys have been around they, they they can tell you about like these guys from the 80s and stuff like and, that and in fact that's one of the ironies is the footage do, that does pop up here and there uh, of early 1970s Olympic Auditorium or stuff from Mexico usually pops up on Japanese TV yeah and the reason the old Los Angeles stuff pops up is because uh, Inoki and Sakaguchi frequently would make appearances. Well, that's there. not like there's like a bunch of new Japan classics with just Olympic stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. Like Fujinami versus Chabo. Yes, yes. Uh, Fujinami versus like Car Carlos Mata is yeah, a heel. Carlos I never Mata, saw Mata as a heel. There's like different stuff like with like the luchadors and uh, um, Cuatro Caminos with Rey Mendoza yes, and all yes. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you see all this stuff and it's like yeah. And it was kind of funny seeing... Why can't we get more of it? <laughs> I know, I know, that's what I'm wondering. Well, you, 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 I probably told you this before, but if I didn't, you'll probably hate me, but the time Melcher and I went to Japan, uh -huh. sometimes we... Yeah, told, you told me about this, but, but well, you could tell everybody. Yeah, I don't think I told... And then they'll, they'll side with me on, on, on uh, against Melcher. <laughs> Just kidding. But I'm siding against myself on this one, because... <laughs> and you. In Wally Yamaguchi's uh, this TV studio he worked at... Uh, 
he was he was like doing like a documentary or more of a long interview with Dave, just about being Dave Meltzer and you know being cool mm-hmm. and uh, um, put a lot of work into it. And he was digging up a lot of video footage, and there was some old old footage that looked. I think he said it was from Puerto Rico. I didn't recognize any of the guys. Mm. But this was easily like 60s, black and white. Wow, Puerto Rico. And there was some black and white stuff that I, I, the only wrestler I recognized was Black Shadow, but stuff that was probably from early 60s also. And I didn't know Wally enough where I felt comfortable saying, oh, is there any way you can make a copy of that? And I kicked myself now because I bet you Wally would have done it. Yeah. (laughs) That's my hunch. I I don't know, maybe he wouldn't have. But... I just so that's why I always think there's footage out there. It's just is oh, I, somebody gonna release yeah. it? That's the question. You know, it's weird because you would think people will want to like make money off of this stuff, but nowadays it's like yeah. there's not there's really not a lot of money. There was right a way in fact I talked to somebody who said that's probably why Galavision doesn't release a lot of the stuff because it's I mean probably a bigger pain in the ass to remove all the music and stuff because I mean that would be an issue too. Although it's not as big an issue with um for some reason with CMLL <laughs> although they do like they lower the volume on a lot of the stuff for YouTube like the music the lower the volume well I remember I remember bringing this up with Johnny Legend once because there was this uh, rockabilly singer named Billy Lee Riley who had this awesome song to like one of the cheesiest uh, you know something weird video releases called The Speed Lovers uh-huh. and he had this great song called Speed Lovers but you could only find it on the film itself and the background you hear all these cars racing and stuff and so I remember going and looking for Billy Lee Riley CDs to find the song and they were nowhere and I remember asking Johnny about it and he just says says oh my god he says musical copyright is the most like complex uh, complex set of laws there is you know you can use a song once buy the rights but then you can't use it anywhere else again or you can use it X amount of times or sometimes you have to pay the composer and the singer doesn't get anything or the singer gets everything yeah. the composer gets nothing he says he, he says that's why you see so many repetitive like well I, I didn't use this as an, exa- as an example but like uh, I'm thinking entrance songs where you hear the jump done over, yeah. over or we will rock you those are probably one of the few ones they have some clear cut licensing yeah. to do where other ones it's like what would Stuka Jr. do without Jump? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be just another carrot guy. Absolutely. Um, the rest of the card I mean the, they changed the semi-main event. That was the, the match where um, L.A. Park and and ooh, Dr. Wagner Jr. were going to be in that match. Mm-hmm. Shocker replaced L.A. Park and then Marco Corleone replaced Dr. Wagner Jr. Okay. So it's Shocker, Ultimo Guerrero, Volador Jr. versus Marco Corleone, Rush, and Thunder in a Relevos Increíbles match. Mm-hmm. And that's a big drop-off. I mean, it's no, it dis- no disrespect to the guys in the match. Other than Thunder. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> and, you know, Shocker, I, I, too. I, I, I mean, Shocker isn't as good as he used to be. I mean, but... He isn't... He, him and Rush at least have, like... Yeah. He, he can take a beating and from it Rush. Seems like, and it seems like when Shocker really wants to turn it on, he still can. Yeah, he's just... I mean, he's not young anymore, but... And, and, and even though this... This is like a lackluster semi-main. It's kind of cool to see Stuka Jr. in a semi-main. Stuka Jr. is not in the semi-main. I thought you said he was in the... He said Volador Jr. 
I thought you said Stuka Jr. No, I didn't say oh, Stuka Jr. Sure. Stuka Jr. is in the second half. Again, that's why I like making a fool out of myself, <laughs> just so I can stay humble. The fourth match is Felino, Mr. Niebla, Nero Casas versus Dragon Lee, Mystico, and Valiente, which <laughs> it's funny because um, in the second match, they have the Revolucionarios, mm-hmm. um, which is Rey Scorpion's trio. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks they should have actually been the ones in the against the Mystico group because mm-hmm. they actually can catch and do a little more. Oh, okay. Whereas Mr. Niebla's... You don't know. You don't know. If, yeah, you don't know if he's gonna be able to like. Oh, those poor guys. And Felino's not not a much of a. I'm doing the most bitch and topo ever. So wait, well, <laughs> people you... just passed out. <laughs> Crash. And Casas is also not a guy who's like really like. I mean, he'll catch a topo and stuff, but he's not yeah. really the type of guy who's gonna do um. That match, I mean, it could be good. It could be bad. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it'll be good just because it's Casas and those other three. The three technicals can do a lot. But I do dig the original Pesta Negra. I would stump one of those guys for Carvernardo, though. I would, too. I would, um, too. The third... I really wish he's on the show. And, and, and you almost have to wonder, okay, Niebla... Why? You never know when he will or will not make it. And it's an honor to be in the anniversary. Why is Mr. Niebla on that? Has he done anything this year to really deserve it? I actually think that what they're doing is, like, they're probably going to pay him to, like... Because he needs money. <laughs> That's why they have Maybe. him on the... it, it It just baffles me, because... The whole thing with his behavior on the Japan tour alone, I, I mean, what? That alone was enough for, like, and then they kicked him out, like, afterwards. Like, for three months, he was gone. Yeah. They brought him back. Then they kicked him out again. Came back again. I think they might have kicked him out again. <laughs> yeah, well... Somewhere in there, they kicked him out again. But, I mean, I mean what, what if the promotion... What other... What, what other, if New Japan what, had blamed CML for that? What, what business? I mean, what business would do that? With, only, with, only a mom and pop business where the screwed up son. Where it's the son, yeah. yeah. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, we gotta bring up. But other than that, I mean, sports they would never do that. They would like yeah. any sport, any team. We've had this stuff like in sports, like where guys like have the three strikes and they're out. Like yeah. some of them don't even get three strikes. Some of them one, they do one stupid thing and they're like, we gotta get rid of them. Yeah. And you know what's worse? Like, well, look at um in baseball, Josh Hamilton with the. With the Angels. No, I don't know that story. What's um, he? He's had a history with um, a drug problem. Mm-hmm. He's been clean and sober for several years. He fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. I think it was like early this year. The Angels kind of got tired of it. They let him go. Mm-hmm. They're paying him basically the remainder of his contract, which is like a lot of money. Like we're not talking like a couple of dollars. This is like millions, millions wow. and millions of dollars. Wow. And he ended up signing with the Texas Rangers. Oh. And if he's, I, I, I haven't kept up with him because I think he's been injured off and on. Right. But he actually, when he went there, he was playing well. But I mean, look at that. The Angels got rid of him. Yeah. Guys, like, in, like you go through a problem, if, they're, if the owner's upset enough, they get rid of you. Yeah. CML constantly brings back Mr. Niebla. Yeah, like, I honestly, if, if I had a guy who could only draw half a house, but. Was reliable, and you know the other thing was Josh but, Hamilton also like he slipped. He wasn't as good at like the last couple of years, right? So it was, was the, wasn't so that and there's the, there's Mr. Nibla. Yeah. He hasn't been very good either. He's always drunk. Yes, he's had matches on shows that aired on television. I don't know how. I never saw that Pueblo one, but I heard that was the like... the Pueblo one, the one in um the one he had one in Me- in Arena Mexico, which was embarrassing. Wow. Where he wow. just like laid. I mean. There were just like moments where Mr. Nero Casas and Felino kept trying to make sure he wouldn't get in the oh ring. Oh my god! I mean, it's, it's just, like I still think that somewhere 
he has this closet full of photos of every person in the administration of CMLL in compromising positions with. I could see, I could see him being a smooth talker and people kind of feeling bad. Yeah, for him. yeah. Because the way he talked to us, I mean, guy was really easy to deal with, like easy to talk to. Oh, he's a very nice guy. Way nicer I could than see I expected. How he could work the charm. Yeah, so it's like that. I could see that happening, but it's like to be on this show. I would have At played. This level? Yeah, yeah. I would have had Carbonario. Uh, the third match is Dark Angel versus Princessa Suhei. The Dark Angel's farewell match, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is going to be very like a lot of tears, very lots emotional. of crying, lots, very emotional. Are you going to cry? You don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't as, watch as much of Dark Angel. You know me. As long as Amapola's still around, I ain't crying. When she leaves, I will cry. Well, I mean, I'm gonna. It's gonna be sad when she leaves, just because. You know, of the women in CMLL, she was actually one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. I won't say she was like, she wasn't my favorite or anything. Cause, right. I mean, to look at, maybe my favorite. <laughs> like, yeah, she had that, physically, she that was stunning like, fitness yeah. model. Physically. Yeah, but I mean. But as far as wrestling, I, I, wrestling, I mean, you got Amapola, Marcella, and mm-hmm. Zuxis, who are, like, I find far better yeah, workers yeah. than her. I agree. But I mean, she's better than the rest of them. <laughs> like, so if you're picking a top four, you're losing one of your top four. That's actually a pretty big deal. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of people who are wondering what's going to happen with CML's women's division. Right. Because really, it was Dark Angel that kind of, like, made that division early on. Her and the work rate of Marcella, Amapola, mm-hmm. Princessa Suhei. And those girls, those women are getting older. Well, yeah, and, I, I, and that's also... And you're not really seeing any new blood it's, coming it's in. It's not always the finest worker who, for some reason, sparks the audience's imagination. I mean... She's good-looking, so... Yeah, yeah. But you're in li- you don't really have anybody replacing them. Like That's there's true. there's nobody like. Although I heard um, Mano Negra's um, daughter is training to be a wrestler in Arena mm-hmm. Mexico, and Tierra Viento y Fuego's um, grandson mm-hmm. is training to be a wrestler also. Oh, interesting. So there's two new like there's at least one woman co- maybe coming in at some point from the stock, from Mano the Negra. Stock. But I mean, come on, all these Sangre Chicana's daughters are, and you wouldn't even think she was Sangre Chicana. <laughs> I mean, she's she's got a nice figure and everything, but it's like you're thinking Sangre Chicana, you're thinking she's going to be a great worker. You're thinking, you're thinking yeah. badass, and she's like, yeah, she's not that great. Well, I remember, I, I don't know if you remember. Scotty is um, Marcella's daughter, and she's not very good in the ring. But I think she might improve. I mean, how old was Marcella when she finally made her name in CML? Like 30, probably. So yeah. maybe maybe it takes longer for the women. Well, I, I remember... Or they, they should bring in Jaguar Yokota to... Or oh, one of that the, would be sweet. One of the Japanese women to try. Well, in fact, I remember, I remember years ago, because... Uh, you, you remember that local boy here? Nagayo Chukusine. Crazy, crazy boy? Not yeah. crazy boy in Mexico, but there's... A, yeah, you told me about a local guy. I mean, he wrestled uh, um, in Mexico early 90s, and he is on a lot of shows that, uh, you know, Lady Apache was on, and... Uh, was it Esther Moreno? I'm, I'm blanking, but he is saying the big difference is there's still, even in Mexico, there's a lot of places, he said, who teaches the women to work with other women, where he said the ones like Lady Apache, uh, Esther Moreno, they got them in there with men and yeah. didn't soft shoe anything. They made them work like men, ca- learning how to catch each other. And, uh, and it's, yeah, I think you could almost tell sometimes which got the patty cake. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you know. You can tell the difference between, like, Zuxi's and the other women. Yeah. Like, she's, like, light years better than everybody else. She's basically the future of the division, if it continues. Because, I mean, there's they're really not, like, adding anybody. Yeah. 
They didn't add anybody I mean, when Joy-Con. Do you getting rid of it or just kind nah, of putting it in the background? Nah, it'll probably be the same. Like, it's, it, there are so many shows now. Mm-hmm. They have so many female shows that even if they put it in the background, there's still going to be matches with women. Yeah. Because they're always going to have that. Sorry, I remember when I started going to Lucha regularly, I remember there were several... Uh, there's one, Reina Gallegos, who was just a really solid worker. Who was another one I really liked. I remember seeing uh, Lola Gonzalez work with Ronda Singh in Tijuana. Uh-huh. And it was really cool because it was listed as a handicap match. And some local uh, older woman wrestler named Lady Rivera went in there. And, and uh, it was great for just a little one-night program. Uh, Ronda Singh just destroys this woman. And, mm. you know, it. this woman was good. It looked like, oh, my God, she flattened her. Like, And then Lola Gonzalez goes in there and... It was almost like one of those big man, little man matches, like Stan Hansen beating up Terry Funk for mm-hmm. three quarters of the match, and Ron and Lola Gonzalez, you know, coming close to coming back, but eventually getting like flattened by Monster Ripper. And I and I just thought that was the first time I ever saw Lola Gonzalez in a match where, you know, you, you're working something, you know, where it's not just the moves, good guy, bad guy, but you have this just monster, just like. Out to out to flatten you, and I thought, damn, some of these traditional women are really good. Like, yeah. And the, and the only time I saw Irma Gonzalez was when she wrestled Lola Gonzalez at the Olympic, and it was funny because the only time I ever saw Lola Gonzalez as a heel, and she was yeah. such a great heel. So, what are you gonna miss most about um, Dark Angel in Night in Mexico? Um, <laughs> like, I'm not. Yeah, you know, uh, her, remember, her 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 workout videos. Remember all the stuff <laughs> I just said about like uh, uh, Lola Gonzalez, Reina Gallegos, and that's gonna. What I'm gonna miss yeah. is because when I think of uh, when I think of Dark Angel, I kind of think, yeah, she was cute. She's nice to look at, but. How about all the other uh, woman wrestlers I've seen throughout the years? It, it, she she, she kind of right. she's a catalyst. To ju- she jumpstarts my mind to think well, about all the great res- like Serenita. Well, you know, it's like women's there. wrestling and lucha. It's like it just like she leaves. I, it doesn't really like. Yeah, yeah. If it was like a like Sombra leaving or somebody like that, like when Mystical left, I thought that was like a big deal. But like Dark Angel, yes. like she's she's in her mid thirties. I mean, most I, women, most women at their mid thirties aren't really. Let's put it at that this point. way: it's not a big deal for me, but I can see why it would would be a big deal. Well, she's been there for ten years, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and somebody from foreign soil hanging out for ten. Yeah, years. that's pretty I mean, cool. If Vampiro was going to leave and say, "I can't go back to Mexico for some reason," I'd, I'd probably celebrate. <laughs> 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 I'd probably throw a party. You'd probably see confetti flying all over the place, throwing dollars and stuff. Uh, the second oh, match. I love it. I love it. Second match is. Garo Maya Jr. and Stuka Jr. along with the CMLL World Heavyweight Champion Maximo in, yes. in the second match versus Dragon Rojo Jr. Pulver and Rey Scorpion. That actually will be a good should be a good match. I like it. And, and I, but you I, know it's weird because Maximo's working why can't they move Maximo up into like the the fifth match? You know as hard as he's been working he deserves it. No and, and yeah. he's the world champion. It's like he is. why would he be working? He's the most he's, a, he's the strangest choice for world champion but no it doesn't bug me. I, that, I mean, am I am I remembering correctly? He, he's been good like the last yeah. years. Like it seems like he just got this new set of running shoes and is just working yeah. his butt off. I always thought he was cool, but he seems to especially work really hard the last few years. Yeah, girl, Maya Junior is really good. I'm Stuka Junior. Eh, you know, this is just. I would rather have somebody else besides Stuka Junior, but you know, third guy yeah. in the match. Not worried. I dig him, but I will be the first to admit he doesn't. 
I'm still I'm disappointed ever since the Pico Rivera show where he did nothing. <laughs> and all the, but then again, that was half the wrestlers on the show. And that that kind of like that, but that kind of like changed my view on him because he hasn't really been that good ever since mm. then. Because he, he got kind of got chubbier afterwards and stuff like that. Uh, the opening match is is Esfinge, Fuego, the Panther versus Disturbio, Puma, and Virus. That should actually be a good that opener. Be cool. That'll probably have us complain. If it doesn't work, we'll probably be complaining about it not working. <laughs> I agree. I because I mean that should be good. It's just a random group of um, wrestlers in that match, though. <laughs> like, well, why would they put all these yeah, guys? Opening match. Yeah. Um, we should probably talk about the Volador Junior conversation. Yes. Uh, first Since. off, what a cool guy. Really nice guy. And not just to us, to all, all the indie boys too. Yeah. I mean, was hanging out, chatting with him. Watched Superboy's son. Um, do a couple of um, oh uh, legacy was so excited yeah. about showing him that yeah. he could do some of his moves and yeah and Volador Jr. was you know there's a lot of guys who would say later kid don't bug me we should mention that um, Volador Jr. did the interview in speedos yes since he was in speedos we decided we should actually be in speedos so <laughs> we actually did the entire interview in speedos that's right just thought we should bring and that up to like so people Angeles will never be the same people can visualize it, the interview yeah. <laughs> Everybody, when you go to bed tonight... You can visualize us. all of us in Speedos. Yes, totally. <laughs> my I'm sagging sure. love handles. <laughs> um, my ugly Yeah, hands. you know, it was. I was telling people that the, the funniest thing is that um, I think I got more out of Volador Jr. after the interview. You did. Because um, he gave us, like... I didn't realize until I read uh, read back what you put on Luke. The Nero Casas thing? Yes. We were um, we were talking about... Um, he w- We were talking about In Busca de Unido, though. Mm-hmm. Since he was one of the judges, and he was talking about how he thought the, some of the guys were very nervous, mm-hmm. and that's why they kind of looked a little worse. Yes. And I was kind of telling him, I told him all the matches were really bad, most of them. And he was like, he was like, he was like, yeah, you, you were right. They were actually, and that's when he told me that he thought they were nervous during the, during the, because he said, wasn't it because the, it seemed like they were trying to impress the, the judges. judges more than the fans? Yeah. So um, then we started talking about Jeremiah Jr. His comments mm-hmm. about Jeremiah Jr. because he had. For those who didn't, haven't heard, he actually told Jeremiah Jr. he wrestled like an 80s wrestler. Mm-hmm. And everybody took it as a negative. And Because that was Tirante's way of saying how he was glad that he was an 80s wrestler because he brought yeah. him back to that time. And what Volador Jr. was saying that it's he didn't he didn't hate the style. He likes that Jeremiah Jr. does that style. Mm-hmm. He just thinks that um, it kind of like keeps him into that one style. But then like you watch the match that I was telling you about in Chilanga Mask. Mm-hmm. And you know he's an '80s wrestler, yes. Like what he does of the t- a, a, an old school style, mm-hmm. but it works as a Rudo because that's actually does he does he does an old school Rudo too. Like he's being a dick to everybody. See, I just see this now. Really good match. Okay, I it see starts this. very clean and then it just starts like because it's funny because they have video for those for them, mm-hmm. and in the video, um, Jeremiah Junior is talking about how. He thanks Jeremiah Senior mm-hmm. for this, and Jeremiah Senior, who's Black Cherry, mm-hmm. thanks him for continuing on the tradition and everything. And they're being very friendly and like all this stuff. And as soon as the match starts, they're just beating the shit out of oh, each other. Awesome. So just a great brawl, and they just, yeah, just tear at each other, rip oh, each other's masks, cool. blood, and everything. Really good. Um, so then Volador Jr. Then we start talking about Flamita. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, Volador, Vol- Volador Jr. had no idea Flamita had gone to um, AAA. Oh yeah, he had no idea, I, and I, I was telling him that he had debuted as Fireball, and um, he was like, "Wow, I didn't know that." So he's like, he was surprised about that. Um, what what else were we talking about? God, I can't remember. We were talking about Nero Casas. 
Yeah, and he was he, really impressed with Nero. I was gonna say he he holds Casas. Yeah, like everybody, everybody does as that. They, as they should too. Everybody like when you talk to anybody, they talk about Nero Casas as like the big deal. Yeah, Nero Navarro also kind of gets a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the legends, basically all the big names. He was talking about Virus. Also talking about how great Virus was. Mm-hmm. The guy he really liked was Disturbio. Really, I don't remember that. He was talking about well, how would you? You don't speak Spanish. Yeah, usually. <laughs> yeah, usually you yeah he was talking about Disturbio. How great! I think it was when when you went to the get uh, move mm-hmm. the car. I think that was when we were talking about that. So I, it, I can pick up bits and pieces, just you know. He was talking about how words. he was talking about how great Disturbio was, and and we were talking about. Because I told him, I asked him if he had seen the match he had in um, mm-hmm. for Chilanga Mask, and he said he hadn't watched that. Because I was watching the Chilanga Mask show in in pieces, because three hours long, mm-hmm. a lot of, and it's like everything's really good. And um, I told him I, I really, and he was telling me that he had actually watched the Nero, the trios matches with Nero Casas and all those guys. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how how much he liked watching Nero Casas versus Disturbio. He's like, because like he. He said, "That's where you really saw Disturbio." He's like, "Cause in the, he's like in Embusca de Unilo, you never got this Disturbio being like the the asshole, like the dick and everything." Right. But against Nero Casas, Nero Casas brought that out of him, and he was really like he just praising him. Wow. Yeah, he got worried about um, working with Johnny Mundo. Oh really? Because um, yeah, because we told him about the whole um, the whole Triple A. Oh, I thought you meant working with him as far as no afterwards. Afterwards, no. He, yeah, yeah, you know, I remember that. that. I remember that he was worried because because he did it at first. He was like, "Why would we? Why would there be any issue that way?" Because you know he's going to be in Triple A, right? And he's like, "He's like, no, I didn't know that." I go, "He works for Lucha Underground." He's like, and it's still. And then the promoter came over and told him, "No, don't worry yes. about it." He had already cleared it up. And I go, and I'm like, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been seeing um, Johnny Mundo's like on a bunch of Triple A. He's yeah. set to be on a lot of Triple A shows. So I'm like, he's not going to be facing him again. So. <laughs> no, not at all. But, but yeah, they did. Cl- I do remember them cloning him. Yeah, so I know he but he looked, he looked worried. He looked kind of like, oh, shit. I yeah, mean. so I guess. But, you know, the good thing is he did it during a time when CML was worried about other stuff. <laughs> like they, <laughs> they were busy with the anniversary and they started Absolutely. worrying about all this other Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I. Yeah, he seemed very interested. Like, even when we we're talking about your um, cancer battle and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is he was chatting with you, me, Superboy, and everything. Yeah. And, and he seemed, like, generally just into hanging with people. Yeah, just like, wanted to know about, like, we were telling him about. We were telling um, um, Volador Jr. about. Because um, Kurt, right after Ihoi Beto Aguayo passed away, mm-hmm. um, I think before he, he passed away, your wife had asked if you were going to retire because of somebody. Breaking their neck, um, Triton. Triton, yes. Triton, and yes. um, and then after he passed, um, I saw you after Pero Aguayo passed away. Yes. And I that was the first thing I asked you if you were thinking of just hanging up. Mm-hmm. And we we're telling Volador Junior that, and Volador Junior was saying like, yeah, you know, you know, I could because I told him how the very next person we saw from after that was Superboy, and Superboy had booked you for a show for Triton's uh, yeah for Triton's show. benefit show, and like Volador Junior was saying, yeah, you know, accidents happen. Mm-hmm. It's like we all continue. It's like, because we all love yeah. the business. We all love wrestling. It's like, it's it's something we enjoy doing. Well, it's, like, it's funny. I was, I was kind of more thinking. Life goes on. He's like. Yeah, exactly. And I was kind of, I was kind of thinking more of Elena because uh, yeah, the yeah. tone thing and Hijo de Paraguay's death happened so close. And, you know, since we know Triton, Elena was very aware of that. And, yeah. you know, and of course the Hijo de Paraguay thing was everywhere. And she. Well, she makes me text her every time I have a match now. Yeah. And I was thinking about maybe I should wind it up to give her peace of mind. Yeah, and then we were at uh, that UIPW show, and 
that was when the Tritone Benefit show was coming up. And oh, and I remember it was just two days after yeah. Aguayo's death. And you were right. That was Sombra Rush. Was, um, Sombra, yes, uh, Sombra and uh, Volador. Volador. Yeah. It's so weird. The, yeah, it's so weird. Like all this, we saw somebody different in January. Then was it Hoovy? Was that when we saw Hoovy? Yeah, Hoovy and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were. I was wrong by that's that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, time really flies. Like we've been through too many shows lately. I can't remember any of the. It's, it's almost scary to think that we're gonna. Because I thought Sombra Volador was in January for some reason. Because I remember we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're that. like we, I'm we, pretty we, sure it's, we could. We were, we, we, we were trying to figure it out. Then I was like, and then right now that you're bringing um, who I think we I remembered right after Ijo, we talked about Hill Pedro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's right. And then we said it afterwards. Yeah, that's right. That was after Ijo Pedro passed Exactly. Away. And I yeah. remember we were sitting with Superboy, and Superboy yeah. said, hey, Tritone's uh, benefit show's coming up because Superboy promoted the show and organized it. And I'm going, uh, uh, I think I said, oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there to you know be in support. And he says, yeah, you'll be there, and you're working. <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, yeah. And he, goes, and he just nods and says, you're, you're wrestling on the show, and I'm, I'm not going to argue with Superboy. Yeah. And you know, and one, I just, I just you know, uh, you know, not that I'm anything great, but I still dig doing it. Yeah. As long as I can, as long as I can still get a pop here and there. If Nero Casas can keep going, I mean, why can't you? Because, <laughs> oh, because he's Nero Casas. He's Nero Casas, and he's one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever seen. Seeing him, for the free, seeing him for the first time was a huge... It's interesting to see how long, much longer he's going to go, just because he's, yes. he's, he's going to be 55 next this in a few months, I think. It, and it's just amazing the shape he's in. I yeah. mean, I, like I said, the very first time I ever saw him, I'd only heard his name before. I never really... I think I'd, I'd seen pictures, but I'd never heard a buzz. He's pretty young then. But that was like one of those turning points as a fan, just like seeing him like, whoa, this is like unlike... Any other wrestler I've seen. Well, you know, I was really impressed with um, when Volador Jr. I, I was like, gonna like put him over, like for mm-hmm. for that match he had with Nero Casas for like continue to carry carry continue oh, yes, on with yes. the match because Nero Casas got knocked out, mm-hmm. and then Volador Jr. just looks at me and he's like, he's like, no, he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I did do what you said. He's like, but Nero Casas, you want to know the impre- the most impressive thing in the match is that Nero Casas still remembered every single spot he was gonna do That's in that match. That's astounding. I think that might be the closest thing we've ever gotten to, like, a guy telling us, like, a... Because uh, guys don't really, like, ever mention no remembering every spot. Yeah. You know, luchadors don't really bring that up. It's always, like... That's they, true. They teach, tell you about the moves and stuff like that and working a match, but they never really tell you about Yeah, so, some are looser. In fact, I thought Volador was... I think a lot of them have, lately have been, like, a lot looser. Yeah, a lot looser. In fact, Volador was one of the few who, when we were actually doing the interview, was kind of talking in kayfabe a little bit I mean yeah. in kayfabe is when the microphone was on yeah. but um, I think I could see like I could see him being like somebody that you like if he's ever out of the business mm-hmm. where he could do like a really good long interview he, just about yeah. his career just because he really remembers a lot of the stuff and that's like, cool like he he's not as he's also not as bitter <laughs> about stuff like, <laughs> like you don't well he's young also yeah. and he's married to a really fine looking woman <laughs> this is true yeah his wife uh, his yeah. wife came with him to LA uh, for those who don't know uh, who his wife is, his wife is a, a former Edekan mm-hmm. named Bruni. Very beautiful. You just have to look her up and you'll yep. see who we're talking about. And she was even dressed down. She, she was dressed down. Up and she, yeah, she actually looked like she looked like like Egyptian, like one of those yeah. like, classic looking. I women. mean, even without getting dolled up, she was lovely. Yeah. Very lovely. I like how um, Superboy's son is like his youngest son goes over and it's like, like did you see um, did you see it's um, Volador Junior's baby is over there. 
And I'm like, dude, I'm not looking at the Voldemort Jr.'s baby. <laughs> and so my response is like, did you carry him? He's like, no, he's too little. He's too little. And I'm like, oh, dude, but it's Voldemort Jr.'s baby. Maybe it's something yeah, to rub exactly. off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I, I wonder if those were like her, her parents or something that, that came along with them, too, because there was like an older couple with them. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it was like an uh-huh. older group of people. No. Oh, and we do want to throw another thanks to Carrie of UP, IPW, mm-hmm. scoring us interviews Definitely. and being just a really awesome host. Yeah, as, really great. Always says, good guy. Um, Wish we could interview more people, but it's like, you get Volador Jr., you're basically... Yeah, it's I, I, Actually, we were going to get Mephisto, but Mephisto had to leave right away. Yeah, had a split. He was going yeah. to Pueblo the next night, wasn't no. he? Oh, I thought, I thought he was on the show. No. Oh, he okay. was just coming back to Mexico. I asked... I asked Volador Jr. about that, and he, he was saying he's not going to Puebla. Ah. He said he's not working in Puebla. He homesick. Homesick. Yeah. So, I guess uh, we're, we... Shalanga could... Mash Show, everybody should go watch it. If you're good, there's a Blue Panther Trauma 2 match, which is great. Ooh. Virus versus Dr. Cerebro was great also. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag match, which is Echicero and Ultimo Guerrero versus Kaifan and Avisman. If you've never seen Avisman or Kaifan... Mm-hmm. Where have you been? <laughs> you people are missing. You know out me. A lot. I'm in. Uh, You've never seen them. I. You have DVDs of them. <laughs> oh, Kali Man. Of who? I, I'm sorry. Obvious Man. Obvious Man. I was thinking. I'm going back in time to Kali Man. And Kaifan, you have. I don't think Kaifan. You probably don't. But Obvious mm-hmm. Man, you definitely have on some of the IWRG DVDs. Okay, yeah. That guy was really good. Um, but the really cool stuff is Kaifan and Ultimo Girl. Mm-hmm. They kind of like work it almost like where they don't really like each other. So they have like these periods where they're chopping each other, mm-hmm. and it looks like Ultimate Girl is no selling everything. The oh, the one thing you guys will hate in this show is like the head drops on the show. Like Zuxi's wrestled Kira. Mm-hmm. I swear she near she nearly killed um, Kira. Is like this independent. She should actually be one of the women that CML should bring in. Mm-hmm. She did this spot where she dropped her, like one of those um, driver type of spots. Yes, yes, and like. It looked like um, Zuxi's got whiplash or something of how fast. Oh my god! It looked she... painful. Now, do you think it? Do you think it was her fault for dropping her around, or did she not tuck her head in? Or... Zuxi's did it. I think she tucked. Well, it looked so fast that it looked she tucked it in like wow. really fast. Wow! But it looked painful. Like, but they were like very like. And then Zuxi's earlier had like I think she hurt her ankle mm-hmm. during the match, so she was like selling the injury and stuff. Like, it looked like she did hurt it. And then um, Ultimo Guerra and Kaifan, the finish was going to be the Guerra special. Mm-hmm. He grabs, I think he loses he, the, the, he loses the, his grip on Kaifan mm-hmm. and just drops him on his head <laughs> on the, <Ultimo, laughs> the Guerra special, so it looked painful. But that's a really good match. Um, the Guerra, my, actually I saw the entire thing. People don't want to watch the Pagano um, Trauma 1 match. I think it's Trauma mm-hmm. 1. If you guys don't want to watch that. I actually kind of enjoyed that just because Pagano isn't very good. Right. But um, if you ever want to see a guy break out of a crusetta, a leg lock, yeah, with a fork, that's basically your chance to see oh, that. Oh, <laughs> using a fork to break out of a, so, a leg lock. I am so that was worth. That was pretty good. Um, I that's probably the show of the year. Now, IWRG. Uh, that's Chilanga Mask though. That is Chilanga Mask, and a Cubs fan posts a lot of those, right? The on IW, YouTube. The IWRG. You the Chilanga Mask show is on um, Mas Lucha. Okay. I did a recap. You could find the, the the video through my website. Okay, yeah. I would like to check yeah, that out. that was good. So, Chilonga sounds like the premier indie fed. Like yeah, because they're using, they're using like, they actually use a lot of, they haven't really got like all the big name CML guys. Mm-hmm. But they're using like the guys 
like they've used um, Girl Maya Jr. Mm-hmm. They have used some of the names, but there's like Ultima Girl is obviously one of the big names. Right. But they're kind of like blending it in where they're bringing in like they'll bring in Ombre Bala Jr. or like mm-hmm. like some random undercard guy, and they'll use them that way. Like they'll actually use them. Oh. Disturbio's on their shows a lot Very too. Cool. So they fun. do pretty good on their shows. Were they? Cara Lucha does that too, but they bring in bigger names. Like they kind of. What spin. was the promotion who you posted their flyer, and I was intrigued. Because the whole booking of the oh, show... No. I post like a hundred flyers. I know you do, but this was <laughs> one. It, it caught my eye because it was old school lucha booking. And I'm talking like 1960s where not every match is a six-man tag. It's like that was CMLL, few, wasn't it? I was thinking so, but I wasn't yes, certain. Because I, I, even, I, I even told you that's been going on for like a year and you've barely figured this out. No, but when you say I've been doing it for a year, is it just... In this region with CMLL? Because it's the Arena Coliseo shows on Saturday. Okay, because it's... Because it's Sabados Retro. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Man, so is a legit see, this is, what, this is how, what I have to deal with people. This has been going on for a year. Kurt's barely asking yes. me about this. You know why it's happening, don't you? Well, I guess briefly, shall I go over my Hall of Fame? Yeah, the one Hall of Fame, because when, when do you guys have to send it in? It's, I believe it's early October. I'm probably going to do mine the next day or so. You haven't done it? And No, I have not. And... Just looking at the, um, I always get asked about it, but I don't really like, I don't like, since I don't vote, I just like more or less look at it and decide who I think would go. Right, right. But it's like, it's like, I would think the only guys I probably wouldn't vote for are Hector Garza. And, um, I think there's Hector Garza and probably like L.A. Park and, um, Dr. Wagner Jr. Right. There's. I mean, and not nothing against Sally Park and Dr. Wagner Jr. Well, they're still they they're still active, the foot. and they're still active too. Yeah, Hijo de Paraguay is the new one in the ballot, and that's the tough one because mm-hmm. I think he died too soon, and that's one of those unfortunate things. And where he you're, had he had a lapse in his career where his demons kind of got the best. Yeah, yeah. you know that. But he was making a nice comeback the last year. He was. Time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's enough for me to say, oh, he should be in. And that's a good thing. I don't have to decide on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, just off the top of my head, I'm not thinking really deep about this. This is just based on the candidates I see. Los Brasos should be, in my mind, a no-brainer. I mean, I probably kinda, along with the Vianos. I kind of think I kind of think like Los Brasos and Viano Three, who's in there, mm-hmm. they probably get lose points because they are still around. So people are like, yeah. oh, they're still around. Oh, look at he's like super porky. He's fat. He's not very good. Mm. But, but, but you remember him, yeah, yeah. And, and if you go based on what they did in the past, and even like Super Porky, up until like maybe nineteen ninety nine to two thousand, he's still very like over. And I bet you he's still over. Now, I bet but. you if you looked at all the people in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, there would be a lot of people who, after their glory days, kind of meandered, yeah. kind of a lesser role. I don't think that's a bad thing. You got to make a living. And, and you know, then again, a lot of like the U.S. guys, they don't they don't last as long as the guys in Mexico too. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of them die. Now there's one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, like it's like all like death. A lot of wrestlers die, die, unfortunately. This is the first show we've done where nobody's died. I think it's kind of a nice break, isn't yeah. it? It was starting to really bum me out. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, well, Bel- Los Brazos. I mean, as a trio, I don't. You know, well, and same with Misioneros de la Muerte. I think those are two trios that you know. Negro Navarro in because of that handshake he taught me, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And nobody better disagree with this. 
You should um, vote. You should vote Negro Navarro. Just, you should just vote Misioneros. Everybody should vote Misioneros just because Negro Navarro's absolutely around. He might kick your ass. That's right. If we you will don't. tell him who you are. We will tell him where you live. I think I. I always. I found what I found most interesting was Negro Navarro when I told him how how well received he is by like the smarts, mm-hmm. the smart crowd. And he seemed really genuine. He was very. He was very happy. Like he was yeah. very pleased. Like wow, thank you for that. You know, like. Like he appreciated that people appreciated his his, his work, That's which cool. was cool. That's, yeah, mm. really nice guy. <clears throat> he was. Yeah, that was. I mean, I just. I I, I kind of hate that every single time we interview somebody, I tell them that they're not a lot nicer than what we heard. <laughs> we did. I did that with Volador Junior also, and he's like, really? And then and then Volador Junior. He tells me. You're you're the second person that tells me that, and I'm like, who told you that before? He's like Superboy. <laughs> we were laughing. <laughs> we were laughing about that because well, then he Super, went. Superboy was telling him that he was uh, when they went to Tijuana together. That uh, Volador was like an awesome host. Was yeah. like, you know, taking care of him and stuff. And you know, I you know, I don't think this happened in a while, but there was I should have I should have asked Volador Junior if his wife was still friends with the Edecanes, because then maybe next time I would go with the Superboy and all them to, to Mexico. I'd love to go too. No, but you're married. You don't. You're just gonna like. Ruin. Well, actually, I don't mind because that 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 wouldn't affect my chances. Exactly. See, <laughs> I'm married, so you know, and uh, I'll leave, I'll even you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell them. I don't care if they're like the older Edekanes because I was watching some of the 2002 um, CMLL. Yes. And some of the past past Edekanes. Uh huh. I was like, hey, if they're still <laughs> around. I don't mind. <laughs> they can't. You know, be- I, I I don't wear my wedding ring because my finger got too fat. To, for it to fit, but I will get a wedding band sure. to wear. Uh, I'm sending that part to Elena. Oh dear! Oh dear! That was at the the hour thirty five. Oh my gosh, mark. she has it bookmarked. Yeah. Uh oh. Well, we got another angle. To okay, so Misioneros Brazos definitely in. Yeah. Viano yeah. <laughs> three is out just because I had that match in triple. Media. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> Poor guy. I, I felt so bad. I felt so bad watching that match. But no, there's two people who should be in and probably will not be in. Uh, one is Carla Flagarde. Uh, when you look at uh, a lot of the championships. Yeah, in he's, Mexico. he's basically the guy. Yeah, I mean, he held... Well, I can't remember if it was the middleweight or welterweight. They had that on him for something like seven years. And I thought to myself, is that something a lot of the guys like Guajardo and Gore Guerrero do? But when I started looking, um, no, it may, who knows, maybe he had some, some pull in the promotion. But I don't see them putting a marketable strap on you for seven years if... There's not something to you. Yeah, and back then, that was a big deal. Yeah. Now it's a little different because it doesn't mean as much. Yeah. And Viano 3, despite that <laughs> god-awful swan song, I... I uh, despite I was, the last I, 10 I, years of his career. Yeah, exactly. I I, I just I just remember just how huge... He, I mean, just... Did you see... Um, you didn't watch Raw, right? No. Watch the New Day versus... Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I forgot the other teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only the, one. Who the, does yeah, that. I forgot the well the, the New Day match. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Xavier Woods comes out playing a trombone. No way! And he plays the Pink Panther theme song. No way! Yeah, during oh the match, as the match god. is going on, oh he, my god. him and uh, him and um, god, I forgot. I can't remember any of these guys' names. <laughs> Xavier Woods, I barely remembered because yeah. it was either him or Kofi Kingston. But um, he, they're chasing the other guy. Mm-hmm who falls outside and as they're chasing him he's they're sneaking 
to get them, and he's playing the Pink Panther theme song, awesome. and they're just oh going. Oh like, my god, that is so. <laughs> it was cool. hilarious. It was awesome. That is so. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, How sad! I can't remember these guys. I know it's Titus. Wait till you're my age. Just Titus O'Neil really and Jaren Young, but I can't remember the name of the team. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm going to be dwelling on these over the next few days. Which ones I'm going to pick? Um, I usually give a huge. You're not dose. picking Ultimo Guerrero. Uh, Although I kind of think he might actually deserve it, I, you know, I'm not sure yet. I, he's been pretty good, but I think you could probably like wait a little longer with him because he's been he's still active. And poor Dave, I'm gonna see, keep nagging him about Songbird or Chicana because Chicana should be on okay, I the candidate. Oh, Cian Carras is on there, yeah. right? Cian Carras is on there. Hurricane uh, Ramirez. I mean, how the hell does Hurricane Ramirez not make that? Should be an automatic. Yeah, entry. that should how just many, be automatic. How many luchadors do you figure are in the one Hall of Fame? Quite a few. Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. I should probably say as opposed to WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, well, the first year Melser put it out, he had a number of, well, of course, El Santo. Yeah, and he, yeah there were like at least fifty. Yeah, 20 and guys. he had he had Carvernario Galindo in there. Uh, that would have been a deal breaker if he wasn't included automatically. Uh, 30, 35, 40? I, I, would, I would guess, well, I think that range you gave range. is probably right. You'll have to look it up. Um, I mean, I you can find figure, it online. I would figure, like, if you think about it, this is how I think about it. If a guy, if, do I think a guy would be in the top 100 of luchadors mm-hmm. all time? And then, like, from there, because, I mean, right now, you're, I'm not saying these all these guys are top 100. Right. But, like, say... If you could make an argument for a guy being one of the 100 best, mm-hmm. he should probably be in. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think if you want to go less, like 50, and that's I fine. think it's something like Mexico. There's once were a lot of overlooked. Because every year, every two, three, every five, ten years, there's going to be somebody new that's going to be like cracking into that list and stuff. Right, drops right. Out. I remember one of the first years of the uh, Hall of Fame. You know, when the voting was being done, the only person to enter the Hall of Fame one year was Dos Caras. Yeah, which. So there are some people who... That's weird are, that those cars, I mean, considering... But, I mean, he had the Japan know. thing also. Yeah, and I thought it was so... You know, and, and that... I remember it happening, happening around the time when he did that tour with Superboy and Michinoku. And I remember uh, Superboy just talking about... Um, you know, he, he could afford to have a big ego and just kind of hang by himself. But he said he's a really nice guy. And on top of that, he said... If there were moves he hadn't seen before, something that was rather new, you know, a lot of guys of his stance would uh, would just say, "I'm not doing that move." But Superboy said that he was actually asking the younger wrestlers, "Okay, if you were to do this move to me, how do I base? How do you want me to base for it? Where do you want me to yeah. be?" Which I think a lot of guys who are veterans, even if they weren't stuck up, would kind of feel weird about, I don't know, being that vulnerable about yeah. saying, "I've never done this." Um, so I was glad he got in, and Cause that, that list. I think Garso is probably the only one that I probably wouldn't put in there at some point. Right, and you know I don't know. I mean I would have to see like who else, because I mean there's a lot of older guys who aren't on the list. Exactly. I man, I would love, I'd love to find stuff of both Rene Guajardo and yeah, uh, Lagarde. I, I mean, they in there? Rene Guajardo. Rene Guajardo is, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. he was automatically put in that yeah. first year. But, I mean, you're talking about, like, guys like Dientes Hernandez, Wolf Ravinsky. And you can... Uh, Charo, is Charo Guayla in that? I, th- I want to say yes. Yeah. I think Wolf Ravinsky is. 
Yeah, I think he. I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't I'm know really if he's curious. in or if they or, or if I. I know Dave wrote like an obit for him. He did. He did. I. I believe he died in either 1999 or 2000. Yeah, because that was when I was subscribing to the newsletter. Yes. Um, I don't know if he's in then. I think it might be the obit, and that's where you're thinking. To, yeah. That might be. That might be. Because I don't think. Well, I don't he's. Think, I don't think Rovitsky's career was like viewed that way. Because he became like a better, a bigger name as a celebrity and That's stuff like true. that. That's true, but he. I mean, he. Yeah, I mean, he I'm was not writing saying he can't. I'm, I'm not saying he can't. Or yeah, if you look it up. I'm sure he might be considered. I have to check it out because I mean, I mean, he was one of those rare, legit Renaissance man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, not just a movie actor; he's a stage actor too. Mm-hmm. Wrestler was part of the because uh, I would think commission. that goes as part of the Hall of Fame because some of those guys that are in, in it. Yeah, and I think that's part of that's one of the many reasons the Rock also. is in it. Rock yeah. burst out into the mainstream in yeah. a way most wrestlers never do. Yeah. Well, Rock's probably like going to end up being the biggest star of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Wrestling. He's going to be bigger than um, Vandal Drummond. Vandal Drummond. Everybody's already bigger than Vandal Drummond. Who's so never going to re- celebrate? Who's never going to retire because he's got to keep supporting the family with his wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah, with those payoffs. Yes, <laughs> those absolutely, payoffs. absolutely. <laughs> Oh Lord. Okay, Hepcast. Did, did you did you decide who you were putting in? Just Bros nah. and Misioneros. Uh, miss those two, the trios. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, I wonder if the Espantos are in. That's See, that's what one. I'm saying. They're like Gordon yeah. and Goliath. I think they might be in. I'm not positive. Yeah, I think they might be. In. That's right. Let's do that next podcast. Let's get uh, like a comprehensive. Look, actually, look through it. Seriously. <laughs> Well, if you if you Google Hall of Fame, oh, it's on a it's yeah. on a Wikipedia. I mean, it's on Wikipedia, so yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, that actually be fun to just kind of dwell upon that, um, and then like go through who isn't. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> gonna be like be. it's like the it's like when they talk about baseball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and there's constantly talking about like hundreds of people who aren't in it. It's like, dude, seriously, you guys, this is crazy. I know, really. Like with wrestling, I at least I don't know. Like I think Mexico is under like. There's not as many names. I think so. I think so. The only time it doesn't I, really bother me because it's like, it's not like the, it's like. Yeah, it's, I, I don't get peeved about it. It'd be kind of cool, like if like what I always thought the observer should do. Mm-hmm. They should have like a section for the Hall of Fame, so people could get mm-hmm. to read. Like, have Dave post the bios with maybe the like some sort of like picture of the guy. Like a, th- and a like, thumbnail. Yeah, like a picture. Like make it seem yeah. like a career. Latin, instead of it being like you having to find it on the Lucha Wiki or something like that. Yeah. Whereas Observer should have it. But Dave doesn't, but they don't do that. It's like they have all this. That would be a good idea. You would I think they would do that. did it for them if they would do it. Of course they would do it. Yeah. Of course. Have you not met Brian Alvarez? Yes. Of course, <laughs> he, would, of course he would do that if other people would but do it, it would for be, him. But that actually would be a good idea. Yeah. I mean... Uh, they sent out that survey, <laughs> which I, oh, I, I, I like. The one question I, I skipped a lot of it. I didn't do. I didn't fill it out. I was just reading through it. And one of the questions: Would you be interested in a weekly editorial from Dave Meltzer? And that was the only thing that they asked. I'm like, why isn't there a weekly editorial from Byron uh, from Brian Alvarez? <laughs> funny. Or Wait, from one of the other people. But that was the only question. That, no, there was a bunch of other questions. Oh. I said I skipped through all the questions. I noticed that one. I've never thought they used they used their their one advantage of having all the fan all these subscribers. Right. They've never really used that to their advantage. No. All the subscribers instead of staying and writing for their site, mm-hmm. switched over like to do their own sites and stuff like it's that. It's true. Everybody's doing it yeah, now. Yeah. So um, and nobody's like really wanting to do it. Yeah. But I, I guess I which is fine. I, I guess, guess I wouldn't really say doing an editorial because I mean I kind of like the editorials. He just kind of 
I mean, but what, what, comes up with. what? What more? He does the newsletter every week. He's gonna be why, exhausted. Why would he want to do it? He has to already be Why would he want to do an editorial? That's basically he could just split up his newsletter then. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, if there's an issue, he'll address it in the newsletter sometimes in an editorial type of way. So it just seems like he'd just be doing more work. <laughs> like, I think so too. Yeah, I think like, it'd be like, a little much. I think. I think what they should do is like find three or four people who could actually write. Yeah. And let them, like, maybe, like, one person cover Lucha, one person cover Japan. That'd be a very good Japan. idea. You know what? I, I don't really see a lot of, like, I don't, because I don't really read it, mm-hmm. but you don't really, like, see a lot of, like, the Japanese stuff. Like, you don't really see a lot of coverage on that. And there are sites that cover it. It's just I'm not really... Yeah. That, and I, well, it's, I think, more, it's more of a results type of thing. Yeah, and I also think a bit of an issue, especially with Japan having so many promotions... Um, I mean, Mexico, much, Mexico has a lot of promotions, too. yeah. I almost wonder if somebody did a, another uh, newsletter, a la Dr. Well, not a newsletter, just just like a, just writing their website, keeping it up on their website. Because nobody really like I mm-hmm. always notice like with 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 Japan with the Japanese the guys who cover Japanese wrestling, mm-hmm. it's more about the attendance, the shows, but it's never like an like any nobody really gives an opinion. Oh, in fact, yeah, and, and the opinions go on Twitter now. It's, yeah, that's what's going on now. And the funniest thing is I remember hearing about how. Japanese press was really serious and stuff like that and I remember uh, the one time Dave went to Tijuana with us uh, for that photographer Jimmy Suzuki was there and at the end of the show Dave says oh I have all the results if you want and he says and Jimmy Suzuki says oh that's not necessary I just make them up <laughs> <laughs> and he was serious too yeah so <laughs> but yeah well, yeah we'll talk more about the Hall of Fame who is in it who's not who should be who should by them should somebody be. should be well actually when are we doing the next show because we're probably going to do one after the anniversary I say we should for next week since next the week? anniversary is a big so show so we can complain about it yeah, absolutely or praise it praise it odds are we'll probably complain about it because considering our luck with iPay-per-views I'm guessing complaining. I'll, I'll either say it's the best ten dollars I ever spent, or I want my ten dollars back. Damn it! Yeah, I haven't complained about any of like the, even like the the triple mania. I didn't complain about it since I only paid. Maybe I didn't. It, Twenty bucks wasn't bad. Yeah, I remember being annoyed, but it wasn't to the point where I was saying give me my thirty bucks back. I'm it would have been. It would have been bad if like. Well, you know, no, nah, I really... It would be bad if I ordered all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I was constantly ordering pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah. If I was, like... If a cash flow is going in the Yeah, if I'm, you know. if I'm noticing, holy shit, I'm wasting a lot of money on WWE, New Japan, but I'm really not. I'm just spending on Lucha. Yeah. Actually, I do spend a lot on wrestling. I <laughs> who, who am I kidding? I am actually spending a lot. <laughs> on the next episode of Hoarders, ladies. Hoarders. Yes. We should do this podcast as a Hoarders feature where I bring out all the magazines and DVDs and you have to decide if I should get a... If I need help. And, and you should find... And tapes. And you should find a big stack of lined paper that has every match you've ever seen with stars next to it. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. Oh, that would be sweet. I I'm, might have a marketing thing going here. I... I, I hate that every week I have to go through like all these tapes and it's like why am I not getting rid of these tapes there's like still I, I've gotten rid you of a lot you mean they're already on DVD and everything or no well most some of them mm-hmm. but it's like it just never ends like I've gotten rid of tapes you see how many tapes oh, I've gotten yeah, rid of yeah. it's like Absolutely. it's in the thousands <laughs> <laughs> It's like holy shit, it never ends. And then the magazines came in. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's Kurt, right. Kurt I is was the culprit. Kurt is partly I to blame for my culprit. hoarding. Yes, yes. I try to. Uh, what can I say? I try to initiate people. Well, know. you know, I was going to go, start going through that stuff and like, mm-hmm. like maybe like doing a post, weekly mm-hmm. post of a magazine or anything. 
And it's like, it's a lot of magazines. You, know, you, should, you, know, you should grab a random one from somewhere under there. I know, but that's the it. trouble. There's a lot of magazines. Yeah, shut your eyes yeah. and just put it in there. there. I would, but it's like, and then like the, the Boxy Lucha is easy to recap because it's not that much. Half of it's Box, I, I think the Lucha. The greatest Those are the easy ones. But then when you start going to El Halcón and all these other ones like holy shit Super Luchas is ridiculously long really the the, the well yeah I mean the current yeah. no the ones that the old ones the ones you have the Super Luchas the Luchas or whatever they're called yeah well and, and those first kind of those came were like, prominence early 90s and I yeah. remember people to, I mean the people who were putting out were raving about us saying this I was looking at it I was like holy shit am I goodness because I did that for a few magazines like oh my god Super Luchas I did the top 100 that they mm-hmm. listed and I was like I still have to do the rest of it. And oh like, my god! Holy shit! Oh, it's how like funny. it's like they have features like on like fifteen twenty guys. Then they have the results for all these other shows. It's like holy shit! That's a lot. What, what I love about Box Elucha is it was a basic write up, but what I love is they had the lineup all of the shows even in the small regional towns. That was awesome. It's, it's it works like if you're just looking for results and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But like if you want to write about the stuff, like the like you want to remember the history of like mm-hmm. the stories. Like I do like the stories. I'm more into the stories and the Cubs is more of a database. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm more into the. I'm more into the, the stories. I love hearing the stories about a dog wrestling. Getting in the ring and wrestling. Wasn't that great? That stuff that is like awesome. what I enjoyed. Because yeah. I grew up with PWI and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Results and stuff like that is great. Because it's great. It's important and it's great, especially if you're like keeping track of match listings and stuff well, like that. Well, I mean, uh, match listings, you can see who was in this territory where. Yeah, so it's great. When were they journeyman? When did they get elevated? It, that's good proof. But then you're going through the magazine, you don't read the story. It's like, oh man, I want to read the story. Yeah. Like, why is this guy not here? <laughs> what happened? Because they even tell you, like, you could read between the lines when the writers would tell you, like, why a guy wasn't at a show. Right. Oh, and cool. that's what I enjoy. Well, we have we'll have some history for the next show, then, folks. And uh, well, yeah, the anniversary, and maybe more on the. Uh, we'll, we'll look up the observer. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. That actually be really fun to discuss. Yeah. We shall do that. So, until next time, compadres. May the right hemisphere of the brain short circuit the left hemisphere. May the left hemisphere short circuit the right hemisphere. And being, you are there. We shall see you soon.